0: The moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome to Real Talk for real Mississippians. Informed, engaging, and always brutally honest. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert.
3: Good morning and welcome, everyone, to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Gibbard coming at you live from the Sportsplex in Laurel, Mississippi. We're down here for the 2021 Dixie Youth World Series. Rhino back in the studio holding down the fort. Morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. Uh, So what's the day? I forgot. Hump day... Okay, just checking. I wasn't sure. All right, well, we are all set up here in Laurel. It is a typical Mississippi August day, as you can imagine. It is uh, just the slightest breeze blowing, uh, partly cloudy skies. Mostly the sun is shining, but behind my position right here, uh, up on a hill just outside of the fields at the sportsplex, the fields look great. The grass looks fantastic, Uh, the dirt is ready for action, and uh, they've had a lot of play here over the last uh, week or so. I think we're down to only four teams remaining uh, in the tournament, and they come here from all over the country. We're going to talk more about that uh, when we get the director of the Sportsplex, Elvin Almer, is going to join us at 10.50. Coming up next, we've got uh, Jamie Wally. Uh, and Rebecca, also from Wally Properties, uh, out of Ellisville, Mississippi, and then at 11:05. The The owner-founder of Spartan Mosquitoes, Jeremy Hirsch, we believe, is going to join us at that time. Susan Ladd, the director of Laurel Main Street, will be on the program at 11.37. At 12.05, the mayor of Laurel, Mississippi, Johnny McGee. And then at 12.37, the chief administrative officer to the Jones County Board of Supervisors, Danielle Ashley, will be on the program. So a full lineup, looking forward to that. It's actually great to be outside. Gary's got me a couple of fans set up. Really appreciate that. And uh, we're under kind of a, a, a covered picnic area. It's not bad uh, whatsoever. The action, I think, gets uh, cranked up later on this evening here at the Sportsplex. I will tell you this, though. My drive down on 49, Orange Barrel 49, well, it was a sort of uneventful headed south for me, fortunately. But I'm telling you, the line of vehicles from the junction of 49 and 20, I-20, like it seemed like all the way to Collins for miles and miles, was bumper to bumper. And I have no idea what's going on, but I was just glad I was headed in the other direction, not part of that traffic jam. I'm praying that it's not that way when we head back (laughs) after the show today. I'm not sure what's going on, but, man, for folks that travel that route frequently, certainly uh, from central Mississippi, uh, I guess most regularly down to south Mississippi, I'm ready for it to be over. I mean, it's just been orange barrels for as long as I can remember traveling that route. And And it looks like, you know, based on just eyeballing it, that we're close, I hope, and and that uh, we get that thing finished, it looks like it's gonna be really neat, by the way, once it's done. But in the meantime, it is uh, uh rather an imposition <laughs> when you're trying to travel. Don't get in a hurry, folks. that's for sure. So uh, thought I'd share this little story regarding baseball. By the way, I think most listeners I've, I've spoken about it before know uh, my love of baseball, love of the game and involvement. In the game for a long time as a player, thought I was going to play uh, even professional baseball. Got scouted a bit when I was in high school, but unfortunately, an accident in gym doing some tumbling <laughs> derailed that. And as I like to say, I traded in, in the cleats for wingtips and became a businessman. But uh, I have always loved the game, been a student of the game for as long as I can remember, and coached youth baseball for some 25 years, so uh, haven't in the last couple of years. But being here, i got to tell you, I got little chill bumps when I drove up, just being around the fields and, and uh, sort of envisioning the action of the, of the kids and the coaches and the umpires and the parents out on, these, out on the diamond. It, it's just one constant, right, that um, was it uh, James Earl... Uh, talked about in uh, Field of Dreams, right? Which, by the way, Field of Dreams, Rhino, when is that coming up? Don't we have the White Sox and is it the Yankees are going to play on the Field of Dreams, right? The actual Kevin Costner Field of Dreams here in a couple of weeks.
2: It's actually going to be that's tomorrow. A big
3: story tomorrow okay my bad uh, my bad i uh, saw so it time has uh, gotten away from me here all right so that is a big deal they're going to set the whole production up out there right at the field of dreams the one from the famous movie uh that was uh, i think kevin costner's brainchild uh but anyhow it's the one constant in that what uh what's the name james earl uh what's the last name i can't remember off the top of my head Jones, Jones. I want to say Thomas for some reason. But that's not it. Jones, but yeah. Remember, he when he does his little soliloquy, which is just fantastic. He says that's the one constant through all the years, and there is some truth to that. Maybe that's why I like it. Maybe that's you know because it has really stayed relatively the same through all the years. It's it's just kind of a tradition. It's a legacy. But there was an incident at a Colorado Rockies and Miami Marlins game. Uh, this was Monday. Uh, maybe the game was Sunday. Yeah, it was, it was Sunday is when the game was. The uh, report was released Monday. But there was a fan in the stands at Coors Field that was yelling at uh, at the mascot. The Colorado Rocky, Rockies mascot is called Dinger, D-I-N-G-E-R, That, of course, uh, kind kind of a term, a slang term for a home run baseball folks use. The Colorado Rockies mascot, Dinger. And so there was some suspicion that a fan who was yelling Dinger at the mascot, trying to get the mascot's attention, was actually saying a racial slur that sounds a lot like dinger. And this is while Miami uh, uh, outfielder Lewis Brinson was at the plate, was batting. And so MLB took a look at it, as did the Rockies, and they said they listened to this video over and over and over again and said clearly this fan is is saying the word dinger, referring to the mascot. Now, Brinson said that he, too, listened to it. He said uh, 50 times, 50 times did the Marlins outfielder say he listened to it. He said, I watched it a lot, especially when I heard that he said dinger instead of the N-word. I personally, this is, again, my personal opinion, I personally keep hearing the N-word. It's not what I want to hear. I never want to hear it. Personally, I've never been called that in person to my face on the baseball field, outside the baseball field, ever. So I don't know what my reaction would be if I got called that. So this is what the player said. That uh, it, it, heard, there's Two things about that. One, I don't know why he keeps saying that he, he's hearing it when the Rockies made a statement uh, that clearly that is not the case. And you've got to believe if somebody were sitting in the stands saying something like that maybe they do it one time and that's it <laughs> they would probably be assaulted in the stands and escorted out of the stadium so this is a bit of a controversy that i think is is dying down but uh, I, I found it interesting that brinson said he'd never heard that and the reason i find that interesting is because over and over and over again we keep hearing about systemic racism in our country and how prevalent that is and here's a a black professional baseball player i don't know his age likely in his 20s who said he's never heard that slur i think that's great but that sort of conflicts with the narrative that is constantly advanced uh, by those on the left um, what what uh, Jason Whitlock, a journalist for, for uh, ESPN and I think a lot of other sources as well, he, he's just so common sense, so practical, African-American as well. Saw an interview with him. He said, yeah, the, the, uh, the racial folks, they call, they call this mining for racial gold. That they just look for stuff like this so they can exploit it and leverage it and make a big deal about it. And lots of fans, well, they say they're fans, they also shared the video on social media and they're just accosting this guy. I think he's owed an apology. At a minimum, the Rockies ought to give this guy box seats for life. Maybe a suite for life. Now, I've talked about it before. The Rockies were one of my customers. I've hit baseballs on Coors Field at a client batting practice. They were one of my great, and they're great people. I'm telling you. Owner, owner of the Coors uh, conglomerate. We'll take a break right here. I got something else to say about that story a personal a personal account of something similar to that later on in the program. But when we come back, we've got Jamie Wally, owner of Wally uh, Properties, and also Rebecca, the office manager, is going to join us right here on the JT Show. Stay with us.
4: I'm not worried. I'm happy. <laughs>
5: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Solander. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 30% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 96. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 75. A 40% chance of rain for your Thursday, sunny skies, high near 95. And finally, Friday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, sunny skies, high near 95. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com.
11: four nine one oh or visit ESI
12: Hi, This is Anitra over at McBee's. I'm the kitchen manager there. Come enjoy our blue plates for under $10. Monday through Friday from 11 to 2. Monday, we have meatloaf or chicken spaghetti. Tuesday, we have beet tips of chicken breast. Wednesday, we have fried pork chops or pot roast. Thursday, we have spaghetti or chicken fried steak. Friday, we have fried catfish or pulled pork or chicken with mushrooms spring sauce. And every day, hamburger steak or chicken sweets.
9: McBee's on Lake Harbor. You can dine in, take out, or have them cater. And the perfect spot for any size party, too.
13: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on
14: 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
15: I'm
0: back. I told you I was coming back. This is The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. And they'll
4: walk out to the bleachers, sit in the shirt sleeves on a perfect afternoon they'll find they have reserved seats somewhere along one of the baselines where they sat when they were children and cheered their heroes and they'll watch the game and it'll be as if they dipped themselves in magic waters the memories will be so thick they'll have to brush them away from their faces Ray, when the bank opens in the morning they'll foreclose people will come Ray You're broke,
16: Ray. You sell now or you lose everything.
4: The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good and it could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come.
15: Huh.
3: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Thanks so much for joining us today. We are live from Laurel, Mississippi, the Laurel Sportsplex, uh, home of the 2021 Dixie Youth World Series. Appreciate that, Rhino, digging that up. That was good. I got chill bumps listening to that. I got to tell you, it's really awesome. So, joining us now on the program, uh, Rebecca. I didn't catch your last name. Rebecca. Patrick. Patrick. Rebecca Patrick. Rebecca, Rebecca Patrick, and you are the office, the office manager,
12: it, public relations person, and other duties as assigned wow. at Wally Forestry and Properties. I got you. You're pretty important. Sounds like. Oh, uh, you know, in my in my <laughs> mind, anyway. <laughs> no.
3: All right. So before we get started. Uh, you're in the Hall of Fame, I just found out, at, at Jones Community College.
12: The, the yeah, Sports, the Hall, Sports Hall of Fame. The Sports Hall Yes, yeah. yes. Yes. Um. I was the first sports information director that the college had, but before that, when I was a student, I was a sports editor for the paper and uh, did worked for Coach Sim Cooley, who's a legend, and he is in the State Hall of Fame, and uh, worked for the coaches there, did all the stats, did all the write-ups for the newspapers and and that sort of thing, and then uh, it was one of those things where when I... After doing all that, I really wanted to work at Jones and got the opportunity. So that was my first career for thirty years, and I did a lot of that up until the time I started teaching journalism there. So I got you.
3: Well, congratulations! That's awesome. Just want to share that. That's uh, I mean something to be very proud of. All right. So uh, the company uh, for which you work, uh, Wally Forestry Consultants and Wally Properties. So it sounds like two different operating divisions. It it
12: is. Forty three years ago, Jim Wally, who is the owner and founder of the company started the Wally the forestry consulting part of the business and it was to assist landowners and the Wally property side of the business evolved out of that as as he worked with landowners he saw there was a need for uh, someone who could specialize in selling and helping people buy rural land. Okay. So that's really where our niche is in the properties area is rural land. We don't we don't do a lot of uh, houses, although we do have hunting camps and things like that. But mostly it's rural land and help people find those hunting camps or that farm they want, things like that in the property side. So and a lot
3: of that property is uh, around this part of the, the most state. Most of the
12: most of the properties we have. Uh, kinda of draw a line at, at I twenty okay. up at Jackson and yep. below we do have some that's a little further up than that, maybe Kemper County and in that area, but most of our properties are gonna be in South Mississippi. Okay.
3: And and so, are you also involved when when there's a, a transaction there, and it's it's a wooded uh, piece of land, parcel of land? Are you involved in in the timber and brokering the timber?
12: Absolutely. One of the things we help landowners do with our forestry consulting side is we we could we manage their timber. We help them manage their timber from uh, it almost sounds backwards, but from harvest to replanting again. You know, because <laughs> yeah. trees they you know it takes a while to get them here, you sure, know, and grow it, sure. And a lot of people don't realize. You know, we think about the uh, the chicken industry the cotton industry the uh you know other industries like that in mississippi but forestry is one of the largest agricultural industries in the state wow and so we help people manage their timber we give them management plans uh and we tailor it for what they want to do you know you have some landowners that uh you know their main goal is this is an investment this is for my retirement. And, you know, it, it does take uh, several years, you know, anywhere from 20 to 30 years to realize the full potential of, of the acreage. And so you have some people that want to do that. You have some people that, that might want to have it for hunting and wildlife purposes. so. And others want it for aesthetics. We want a, we want a pretty place. Yeah. So we work with the landowner to help them attain their goal with with regards to their property. We're
3: talking to uh, Rebecca Patrick, uh, office administrator, and sounds like you do a lot of other stuff. We're a lot of other. I, I've learned left. a
12: lot about forestry <laughs> over the past four years, with Wally.
3: I mean, that's that's quite a, a shift, is it not, from journalism to uh, to this?
12: It, well, it is. But you're you're dealing with people. Yeah. You know, you're working with people, and you want to help people, and that's that's the main goal here. Is to help people attain either either with throughout through their property itself or to atta- to help them acquire property that they want so you know, it, it works both ways. It's all working with people and helping people. Sure.
3: Do you find, Rebecca, that in these situations where where someone lists their property or is looking to uh, harvest the timber, perhaps move their property, uh, are are these folks that have inherited these properties, or are these people that have sort of been involved in transactions, prior transactions where it, they acquired it from somebody? In else? a
12: lot of instances, there's a lot of inherited property. We get a lot of uh, people that have uh, have moved on. They're not they're not in Mississippi, or they're not. Close to where their family land yeah. is. And, yes, we do help. We help a lot. We've helped a lot of people here lately, um, you know, sell their family land. Sure. It's, it's a hard decision for some people. But when the real reality yeah. is that they're not going to be anywhere near here, we, we're working with a lady right now who lives in Illinois. And she was her wow. family was from Wayne County. Wow. So uh, that helps. It, it just helps people know that we can go in, we can assess their timber needs, um, their timber values in addition to the to the land, because timber has value separate from the land. Sure. And a lot of people, a lot of times people who aren't uh, experts in that area can't place an actual value on the timber as, as well as we can.
3: I'm just looking at your website. I'm just fascinated by all the all the properties uh, listed there. It looks like mainly from around sort of this, exactly. this part of the state, uh, kind of south central part of the state. But one thing that strikes me is we've got some really beautiful land in the state of Mississippi. It and really you know, is. When, when you're, say, a person like me from central Mississippi and you're just driving point to point and you're on the road, you only really see what's adjacent to the road. You don't realize just how much is beyond those access of those main roads.
12: One of the things I have uh, come to appreciate recently in a trip uh, out west in leaving the state, li- li- getting out of Mississippi, is we got off of the interstate at McGee and cut through from McGee. To Vicksburg, yeah, Uh, and it's beautiful. Yeah, you know, if all you see are the interstates, you're sitting there thinking, "Oh man, this is what what's here." Man, we got off the beaten path, got on a road we hadn't been on in a while, and I mean, it's beautiful out here. There's a lot of beautiful places in Mississippi, and a lot of people would. Especially with this COVID situation. Yeah. You know, it'd be nice to socially distance on your own 40 or 50 acres of land.
3: <laughs> Good point. So how does uh, Wally Properties, uh, how do you guys differ from, say, a typical real estate broker? I mean, this is, this is specialized here when you're dealing with land like this.
12: Well, I do believe the forestry side is what offers that okay. distinction. The, okay. the forestry side knowing knowing that industry. Yeah. Um, you've got Jim with 43 years you've got Jamie Wiley with over 20 years experience and he's here yeah. right yeah. here with us and you've got these guys who are who are heading the ship and they know this business uh, Jim has been all over the world studying the business okay. uh, he has been to Sweden with haglo oh. corporation he was in South Carolina recently uh, as a guest of Arborgen which is a seedling company yeah. and we even have a, a a five acre plot down in Lamar County that we're helping work with to see what seedlings produce the best type of pine trees okay. for the area. So it's 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 not just something that we, we're resting on our intelligence I that we got, got forty years ago in college. This is something we stay up with technology. We have a drone service. Sure. And you if you looked at the website you yeah. can see some of the drone photography. That's awesome. yeah. You know drone photography adds a whole extra layer Of opportunities to help people assess their timber, assess things like pine beetle damage. uh, Things like uh, uh, we helped with the tornado recovery a year ago here in Jones County. You know, helped helped landowners who had a lot of tornado damage. That drone service was a huge opportunity to help see where the damage is and help... These landowners recover through their insurance some of their their
3: losses. We just got uh, just a few seconds left, but but I did want to get this in. So as part of your forestry consulting, you've got experts on staff yes. that understand this. Yes, uh, we do. I mean, uh, the subject matter experts right. in this area.
12: Jim Wally basically started the forestry technology at Jones ca- Department at Jones County Junior College. Jamie has a degree in forestry. Gotcha. We we've, we've got the guys.
3: Gotcha. So you need folks if you got land like this and, and you're. Uh, thinking about doing something with it, you need professionals to help you, and these guys can do it. Appreciate you coming on. Check out our website. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank 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 you for coming on. We'll take a break right here. We'll come back with more of the J.T. Show from the Sportsplex in Laurel, Mississippi.
18: The Wall Street Journal reports a 15-year high in the investment you've made in your home. The real estate market is nothing short of amazing. My friend Lee Garland will attest to that across the entire capital city metro area. If you sell your home, the demand is red hot. For the seller, the need for good homes is incredible. They're selling fast and many times over list. For the buyer, interest rates right now are low, meaning you get more for the money. Lee Garland's customer satisfaction feedback is most impressive. Take, for instance, Rachel. She listed her home, got little or no results. Then Rachel took our advice and called the Lee Garland team, and the difference was like night and day. Lee immediately put his superior marketing strategy in action. In just four days, Rachel's home in Brandon sold for 21000 over the previous agent's list price. That's why Lee can guarantee an offer on your home within seven days. Gallo reminding you to call Lee Garland Group, eXp Realty at 601-983-1130, or go to leewillbuyit.com and
5: dot com.
16: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi Senators Roger Wicker and Cindy Hyde Smith split their vote on the $1 trillion infrastructure bill. Senator Roger Wicker voted for the package, but said it's far from perfect.
17: If I were the only one with a
19: pen, I would have made many changes. But at the end of the day, I believe this package will do a great service for the United States of America and a great service for my home state of Mississippi.
16: And hospitals across the state are at or near capacity, and it's affecting ambulance response times.
19: Between the number of people driving to the hospital because they may have a call for something like that,
20: especially with the surgery we have with COVID, Uh, with a number of private arrivals along with the ambulance arrivals. The waiting rooms are full, and the hospitals are doing everything they can do to try to free up beds, but at the end of the day, the system just gets backed up. That's
16: AMR Regional Director Dwayne Tullis. I'm Andy Davis.
21: One of the things I enjoy most about raising catfish is the end result, the fish on the truck headed to the plant. I like that because we raised a good product with a with a good team and a good uh, result from, from all the hard work that we've done. I'm Terry Cruz, and I'm proud to be your 2020 Arkansas Catfish Farmer of the Year. We all have to eat. So if you're going to eat, eat U.S. farm-raised catfish.
0: The switches are thrown. The signals are given. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk, Mississippi.
3: The JT Show, Super Talk, Mississippi, Gerard Gibbard on location in Laurel, Mississippi at the Sportsplex, home of the 2021 Dixie Youth World Series. Final day of the tournament, the World Series today. Four teams, I believe, remaining. They'll uh, be on the fields later on. But joining us now, uh, Jamie Wally, also from Wally Forestry Consultants and Wally Properties, LLC. Jamie, thanks for joining us. So, what else you guys got going on? Really enjoyed that interview with Rebecca. Uh, she sounds like a an integral cog in the operation. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> we would make it without her. That's awesome. So, what else you guys got going on? I'm fascinated by your company. Congratulations on all
19: your success. Thank you, I just kind of wanted to you know give an update. You, know, a lot of good things are happening in the wood business. You know we've got. There've been you know several press releases, new mills coming in to the state, yeah. and our sales, we've we've got two timber sales that we'll open sealed bids on tomorrow afternoon at attorney Frieda Collins' office. We've got a Jones County clear cut timber sale at three thirty and then a Jasper County clear cut sale at four now what does that mean explain that a timber
3: sale like that a clear-cut sale who's the, who's the buyer and the seller in that situation
19: well you know the the sellers you know one it's of the our clients that we yeah. that we've managed for so okay we we went in done the field work the inventory the flagging of the property lines and we've advertised these sale on, on the market you know over the past two and a half weeks and folks can see examples of our sales on our website but what we'll do is these timber buyers they've been out looking at the tracks and we'll actually open the sealed bids tomorrow. Okay. And for instance we had a a sale on August the third here in Jones County. We've been holding this track of timber for a client for six years waiting on market conditions to correct yeah and you know they were about to give up on us and <laughs> you know we finally made the turn we put the sale out had a very successful sale we yep. ended up you know, having 13 bids wow on the timber the it was a 43 acre sale and it brought over 180000 just for the timber. Wow.
3: So are these, are these buyers, these bidders, are they mostly from in-state, out-of-state, combination?
19: They're from in-state. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we'll have a little overlap from Alabama and Louisiana. Yeah. Whenever we send a sale out, we send out to you know, roughly 120, 125 companies. And so bidders find out, you, you advertise and promote? Uh, absolutely The
3: tracts and, and that's how you, you uh, attract the interest and then they find out about that and you have, I assume you have a process where they have to submit sealed bid and then so you said you do it in the presence of an attorney it sounds like when you absolutely okay and so the, the attorney then opens the sealed bids and records the bids and then the, it, it, at that time I assume you work with the seller and advise them on making a decision is that how that works
19: sir? absolutely and then we're you know we're one-stop shop we we manage it from start to finish you know overseeing the logging and then helping our landowners get cost share, and then we oversee the reforestation aerial spraying and you know a lot of our time spent in the field we've we've been actively working on two large sales in South of Tyler County, in the town of Ethel, which yeah, they'll be posted on a website and sent out Friday. You know, 196 acre sale and a 212 acre sale. Wow! So, and, and I think what a lot of folks, including me, don't realize this: at the
3: point you sell it, then you you start all over again. And that's where you really uh, work with the co- uh, customers and add value to them is that you've got to reforest uh, Absolutely. The so that's a big. That's a big. So it's kind of a full scope full service uh, sir, uh, sort of deal in that respect that hey, you, you're yeah. helping them you're helping them liquidate it and then you're helping them regrow it and and uh hopefully down the road do another transaction absolutely you know just long-term timber management uh, that's awesome so where does mississippi rank in terms of, of timber production and is this mostly pine uh, or is it pine
19: hardwood kind of all the above i would you know we're today you're in the pine belt you know, just on your ride down (laughs) absolutely and that's that's one thing that's so attractive you know we got these mills that are wanting to come in because of the amount of pine timber that we have yeah yeah and of course on the west side of the state you know we've got unbelievable hardwood yeah
3: that's right so i didn't think about that but uh, our topography, I guess our landscape does kind of change, certainly from a tree perspective. You're absolutely right now that I think about it. We're in the heart of the Pine Belt, and you, and you uh, travel out to the, like you said, to the west part of the state, and, and I guess to the southern part of the state, the, the southern three counties as well. And near the water, you've got the giant oaks and all the hardwoods uh, that have been down there. So Mississippi is truly blessed in, in that respect. So, does most of that timber stay in Mississippi for final processing? That is, uh, this harvested off these
19: tracks in in Mississippi. Yes, we've you know we've got you know, a lot of the new mills that are coming in. You know they'll they'll actually produce the product here. I got you. And then we've got you know the pellet plant that's coming into Loosedale, which yeah. you know they're going to be. Doing the pellets and then shipping them overseas. Yeah. But, you know, here in the South, you know, we need them to come on. Yeah. We're we're growing so much wood. Really? And so is that... Uh, kind of is that different
3: is that a is that a shift from what we once had did we get to a point where we sort of were running low on inventory and then depleted a lot of the forest and uh, or we we sort of
19: cycling back around there where we've got an abundance of it is that fair to say and back several you know back several years ago a lot of the smaller mom and pop mills they went out of business uh you know we had a lot of Got a lot of CRP pine plantations that were planted. Yeah. You know, back twenty to thirty five years ago. CRP, what's that stand for? That's you know, that's the practice where they were going in taking pasture land, farmland. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the government was promoting folks to, to put into timber production. Okay. And so now, you know, we got an abundance of it. Wow. So it makes it attractive for these new mills to come in. Yeah, uh,
3: and I assume that it uh, is is attracted to them because of the proximity. Is that right? Just because of just being close to where the actual wood is being harvested off the land. It, it seemed like that you cut down on the travel costs there. There's some value in that.
19: Absolutely. You know, trucking's everything. Yeah. So.
3: Yeah, especially with the shortage of drivers, the cost of fuel, and just the overall cost of operating uh, transportation services, I totally agree. So I got uh, somebody on the ceasefire text line here, Donald from Oxford. He says he's got 40 acres of 20-year-old red oak in north-central Mississippi. Is that something you guys can help him with? Tell him to give us a call, and we'll take a look at it. All right. Sounds good. I think... um, it sounds like that uh, this listener is looking to perhaps harvest that wood and, and uh, cash in on a payday for, uh, for that. Um, you know, the folks that, that are patient and, and do this right, they can do pretty well off this. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. It's, it's all about the management. And, and so in your management then, Jamie, um, your services actually help the landowner... Uh, improve their yields uh, on uh, on those properties to make sure that they get better quality product, absolutely more sellable product, and I'm assuming uh, is, is optimize the land itself to produce um, the volume, the quantity that it makes sense for
19: that. Exactly, and, and timber management it goes hand in hand with with wildlife management. I got you. You can, you can grow deer and
3: timber. Yeah. I didn't think about that. So uh, also an important habitat for uh, outdoor activities uh, in in Mississippi. But I suspect there are a lot of people that do both. Absolutely. Deer and timber, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I've got... I've got a listener, Jerry in Waynesboro says the cost to log has been rising for 15 years. There will be a lot less loggers in the next 10 years. The old ones are retiring. Are you kind of seeing that too? Is that phenomenal? Absolutely.
19: And that makes your services even more valuable. Well, the logging force has been depleted. Yeah. And Hmm. Lord knows, I hope we have some young guys. Yeah. You know, they'll start filling the void. Yeah. Absolutely, to kind of kind of backfill
3: the uh, the exodus, but that's that makes a lot of sense because we need this. We, our society can't survive without it. Jamie, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you, Jamie Wally with Wally Forestry Consultants and Wally Properties. We're down in Laurel, home of the 2021 Dixie Youth World Series. Uh, when we come back, we've got Elvin Almer. He's the director of the Sportsplex here. And we'll talk about uh, what he does to get this place ready. It sure does look good. Stay with us. to JT Show will be right back.
5: No-Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No-Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Here's the story about
0: one of my favorite customers. Tell me, John. Well, I greeted him, of course, as he came in Junikers and said he was looking for something very special for his wife. Mm-hmm. So I shared with him some of our latest collections and he selected a gorgeous diamond bracelet. It was an exquisite choice. I knew his wife would love. So, of course, I had to ask, what's the occasion? Is this her anniversary, her birthday? <laughs> he just smiled and said, it's Thursday. So just because? Just because.
2: A Good man.
0: Wise man. You see, when it comes to expressing your love, he knew the right time is now.
2: At Juniper Jewelry Company, love
0: is what we do. We're Mississippi's direct diamond importer. With 10 times the diamonds, engagement rings and fine designer jewelry you'll see in average jewelry stores. All at the guaranteed
5: best prices in the state.
0: And where every day is Thursday.
5: Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's Direct Diamond Importer, 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison and JunikerJewelry.com. Family.
0: What does family mean to you? At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, we value family.
5: Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Shrimp. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Oysters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your fresh seafood headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland just past Lake Harbor Drive. 601-790-9407. This is the opening
21: agri-market report. At the opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was down 3 to 92.29. March cotton was down 3 to 91.76. At the opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, November soybeans were up 10 cents to 1346 and three per bushel. January soybeans were up 9 to 1351 per bushel. December corn was up three and a quarter to 556 and a half per bushel. March corn was up three cents to 564 per bushel. At the mercantile, October live cattle was down 47 to 127.65. December live cattle was down 25 to 133.15. October feeders down 22 to 165.62. November feeders down 15 to 167.12. And that's this hour. Dow Jones is up 189 points, 35,453. I'm Nixon Williams. This is Supertalk Mississippi Agri-News Network.
13: Where has the Pioneer Audio Tour taken me today? Well, this is the first time it's taken me outside the continental U.S., I'm at Pioneer's Trade Integration Facility in Puerto Rico. We're about a mile away from the coast, and, um... Hmm, I can smell the sea. I'm going inside one of the dozen or so greenhouses that make up the complex. A lot of trade integration happens here in Puerto Rico, because the warm weather provides four growing cycles of corn per year, so new ideas can get to farmers quickly. It's a very important step in the pipeline. Once traits are incorporated into a new corn or soybean line, they can protect the plant and its yield potential against stressors like insects and herbicides. The Trait Integration Facility in Puerto Rico, another place that makes pioneer, pioneer. You'll hear more from me later. For now, let your local pioneer sales representative hear from you.
22: Folks in the Capital
18: City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi
0: 97.3. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, no, no, on to the real part.
13: Dino Mike!
0: On Supertalk Mississippi.
13: What is love?
15: Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me.
3: Back, everyone, the JT show Super Talk Mississippi Gerard on location at the Laurel Sportsplex, home of the 2021 Dixie Youth World Series. Rhino back in the studio. And uh, joining us now, Elvin Ulmer. He's the director of the SportsPlex, uh, works for uh, Laurel, Laurel Recreation Department. Is that right, Elvin? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, uh, thanks so much for joining us. So the uh, first thing I'll, I'll say is I, I drove up as an old baseball player, baseball coach, uh, 20-something years, youth baseball, traveled all over uh, really the country. Uh, coaching baseball teams. This is an impressive place. Congratulations to you, sir. I I love to see well-maintained baseball fields, and it just makes the the experience so much better for uh, the players, the coaches, the umpires, the parents, the fans, everybody here. You got it looking good, man.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. You know, we, we put a lot of work and time into it and uh, try to keep it up to par.
3: Well, I I know from having helped folks maintain baseball fields, it does take a lot of work, uh, especially to get them looking as good as you get, as you got that looking. I, I mean, I'm impressed. And, uh, you know, and this is uh, kind of... Off the beaten path a little bit down here uh, in Laurel, but uh, folks down here love to play baseball. It's, it's been a big part of the communities. Mississippi, a uh, baseball state. Mississippi State winning the College World Series. you got Jones Community College not far. Fantastic baseball program over there. you got a great-looking place, and hats off to you and your staff. Uh, tell us, how many teams have been through here as part of the World Series?
1: Well, this World Series here was actually a two weeks process. Uh, we had 96 teams in here. Uh, they were from uh, Texas to Virginia, every state in the southeast except Kentucky. Wow. Uh, we had 48 teams last week in what Dixie Youth called the D2. We had 48 teams yeah. in this week, what Dixie Youth called the uh, D1. D1, yeah. And we're kind of on the downside of it. Uh, tomorrow is the last day. Tomorrow is championship day.
3: Well, a little bit of relief for you and your team because I, I know you guys work hard, and I, I'm always just amazed whenever I've been involved in coaching, it, it's it's work. Not just to get the fields ready for a tournament, but between every game virtually, right? You're you're getting uh, the thing kind of spruced up for the next one.
1: Right. So in between every ball game, you know, we come in, uh, we water the fields, we redrag them, we reline them, uh, you know, get them, get them ready for the next game. Uh you know it takes about 10 minutes in between and we're on and we're off and the next game is starting.
3: yeah but they're hustling around i watch them do that all the time and so the key there is is no matter what time of day you may be playing the last game of the day which could be into the night a lot of times i've, I've been on the baseball field coaching sometimes after midnight but the the key is you're making uh, that experience just as good as it was for the very first game of the day
1: yeah it, it, exactly you know um We've been fortunate the last two weeks, no rain. <laughs> yeah. No rain. You know, prior to this World Series start, we were just getting pounded with yeah. rain, pounding with rain, pounded with rain. And I told my wife, I said, what's going to happen? I said, we're going to get all this rain. <laughs> I said, once the World Series start, I said, the good Lord above going to look down on me and bless me with no rain. Well, guess what? No rain. <laughs> well but I have one day left. <laughs> that's
3: right. Well, don't jinx it. I think we're in pretty good shape. But the, the good thing about uh, all that June rain we got in uh, early July rain, was it greened it up. So uh, it, it got you a good stand of turf because I'm looking out there and there's there's nothing better than a good, nice, tight turf uh, around the infield and, of course, out in the outfield. And uh, you, you like the ball to be nice and, and uh, predictable when, right. it's, when it's on that turf, uh, and that's all part of it, as, as well as dragging the dirt and having a good dirt uh, material on the infield. But these look great, man. Uh, uh, in 96 teams i know that's a lot of work uh, to get ready for so how did laurel get this tournament how did how was it awarded by dixie youth uh, if you happen to know that cuz this is not the first time you guys right. hosted it
1: so this is actually our fourth time hosting we hosted it in 2009 2013 2016 and 2021 okay. actually we were supposed to host this last year in 2020 right? but due to the pandemic COVID, yep. everything got backed up yep. so on the dixie for a series what you have you have to be it for 2 years prior. Our interventions. Okay. So, during the World Series here, uh, the dixie Youth officials was actually having their annual conference or whatever you want to call it. So, they had other states in here bidding for 2023. Uh, but what's unique about this year. Dixie Youth, we was able to host everything that Dix Youth, Dixie Youth offer in one location. Yeah. And there's not many other cities, you know, that can actually do that. So that was a plus to them because they all got to hang out in one place at the same time instead of having to go to three, four different places and be split.
3: Wow. Well, uh, it's it's much deserved because you got a great place. And, of course, uh, down here in the Pine Belt, uh, lots of great places to stay and, and just enjoy yourself. I'm sure you're getting we got just a minute here, so sure you're getting lots of positive feedback from all those folks that are coming from all, all over the country.
1: Everything is positive. You know, people just can't believe, you know, large a small town. A yeah. lot of people that's here from bigger cities and you know, all they can't believe what we have. They're like, This is amazing. Why we can't get this? <laughs> you know.
3: Well Elvin, I tell you, you did Laurel and the state of Mississippi proud and we appreciate you, sir. Appreciate you, thanks. You got it. It's it's time for Super Talk News and Fox News because it is the top of the hour and we'll roll back around after that with Jeremy Hirsch, the owner founder of Spartan Mosquito. We'll be right back.
0: Listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni Tree Pros, online at BaroniStreetPros.com.
7: Fox News, I'm Lillian Wu. California's largest single wildfire in history continues to grow after wiping out hundreds of homes.
23: Several times in the last week, I wished I could just go home. And then I remember, you can't go home, there's something to go back to.
7: resident of Greenville, California, largely destroyed by the Dixie Fire last week. This fire may have been started, as so many others have been over the years, by Pacific Gas and Electric Equipment. The National Interagency Fire Center says in all, 108 large fires are burning right now in 15 states, with warmer weather in the forecast for much of the West and Southwest. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal and the CDC investigating two deaths in the U.S. from a rare bacterial disease Mostly found in a tropical climate, Meliadosis, known as Whitmore's disease, has also sickened two others. Symptoms include cough, chest pain, high fever. America's listening to Fox News.
21: Original gold rimmed homemade vanilla, the country's gold standard of ice cream flavors since 1969. Its hand crank taste takes you back to
24: simpler times. That's why we put the word home
15: right on the card.
9: Ice cream at Walmart Supercenters.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. School districts are doing what they have to to
23: deal with the climbing COVID case count in classrooms. According to data released by the Department of Health, the first week of school for most in Mississippi saw the confirmation of nearly 1,000 cases among students, with 347 teachers also testing positive. An additional 4,400 students and 382 teachers are currently under quarantine due to exposure.
16: Hospitals are overwhelmed by patients. Two Mississippi VA medical facilities are stepping up. WLOX reports that Gulf Coast Veterans Health System will start accepting non-veteran, intensive care, acute medical, and surgical patients. The GV Sunny Montgomery VA Medical Center in Jackson will start taking in non-veteran patients as well. For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. The Postal Service will start slowing down some first-class mail deliveries October 1st to make up for financial shortfall. The price of a first-class stamp is going to go up as well. That'll be 58 cents. The move is getting some pushback from members of Congress and attorneys general in 20 states. Friday, the Postal Service reported a $3 billion quarterly net loss. With the rise of ransomware attacks in recent months across the country... Senator Scott Delano shared his focus for the upcoming legislative session as the chairman of the Technology Committee.
23: What
25: I'm really interested in and making sure that that we stay on top of is enhancing our statewide cybersecurity efforts throughout state government.
16: He says he's hopeful a special session will be called to deal with medical marijuana. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
8: Trustmark Checking fits you to a T Use the My Trustmark app to bank anywhere from your
23: Truck to a tent
8: Make mobile payments at retailers from
23: Tampa to Tacoma
8: And with new Plus Checking, you'll even get discounts on trips Trip? Ah, uh, hey, you stole my line
7: You need Plus Checking It has identity theft protection, too Don't stop, Trustmark, people you trust, advice that works Member FDIC
22: before the action begins make sure your bets are in every hit this ball is crushed every point
15: Who are they to?
22: Touchdown! sportsbook at golden moon casino revolutionizes the fan experience on your phone casino kiosk at the timeout lounge don't just be a fan be a player be a winner get the sportsbook at golden moon casino we're not just fans we're here to play of year with a special invitation to
18: join us weekday morning 6 till 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson
15: 97.3. Who are you?
0: Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Okay, let's begin. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert.
3: Everyone, the JT show, Super Talk, Mississippi, Gerard down in Laurel, Mississippi, at the Laurel Sportsplex, home of the 2021 Dixie Youth World Series. Rhino back in the studio on this hump day, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. Joining us now chris bonner from spartan mosquito good morning chris thanks for coming on the show well thanks for having me sir all right so uh i've been looking
26: uh, over your guys stuff and
3: and have heard about the county before i think i need some of this in my house tell us exactly
26: what you guys do well, we uh, we generate and manufacture uh, uh, mosquito uh, products for your for your home and for your personal use. Also, uh, we started out with uh, uh, with our original product, which was Spark Mosquito uh, Eradicator, and these were tubes that you'd put out in your yard, uh, uh, about eighty feet from from uh, from where you congregate. Okay. You set them out, and they're supposed to protect, help uh, provide protection and to and to uh, to destroy and to kill the, the mosquito populations in your yard.
3: And so, uh, how, how does it do that exactly? Is it a chemical? I mean, a lot of po- folks are familiar with the old zappers, which
26: are always kind of annoying. But how does it? How does it do that exactly? What does it? Well, do? the, 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 our product, the the, the Protect, okay. um, is uh, an an attractive toxic sugar bait. Okay. Uh, and so it kind of speaks for itself. Uh, it, it it attracts the mosquitoes, and uh, and then the the active ingredient. In the in the product uh, allows the uh, uh, the ability to, to terminate the uh, the mosquitoes.
3: Tricking those pesky mosquitoes, uh, but mosquitoes also. Uh, they're kind of bad to have around and get bitten by mosquitoes. I mean, they pose a health problem as well. Sure, sure. yep. And so it, it, it's uh, you don't want them around
26: people, around humans, and animals as well. Right. That's correct. So, That's correct. All right, so what are the other products that you guys make? Well, we also have uh, Spartan Go, which is our, our personal repellent. Um, it's a picaridin-based product. Um uh, unlike some of the other ones that are out there that use uh, other other chemicals and I could you know harsh chemicals if you will deep and things like that uh, but picaridin is a synthetic uh, uh, chemical that's, that's produced to mimic um, piperidin, which, which is commonly found in things like black pepper so um, it's, uh, you use that type of chemical with the other ingredients and you're able to spray it lasts about eight hours um, and it not only helps with uh, keeping the mosquitoes away, but also uh, gnats and ticks, um, and I'm probably forgetting one. Uh, uh, flies. Flies. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. So, and this is
3: something just so our audience knows. You self install this. I mean, you buy the product, and the the Pro and You just hang that. Right. It's got yeah, a sir. little built in hanger mm-hmm. uh, on uh, on the container itself. You just hang that. As you said, away from where folks congregate, and it attracts the mosquitoes, and uh, and you're good to go. So, are, are you shipping these products? How, how does one buy these
26: products? Well, uh, I and I'm not good with numbers, so please please forgive me this. You're good. But yeah, we're, we've got uh, I'm I'm thinking roughly uh, our products in about four or five thousand stores across the United States. Okay. Um, uh, you know, we we really pushed for people to go out and buy locally. Um, especially with everybody trying to get back through with the pandemic and sure. everything, um, you know, so many people have struggled. Uh, so we really try to try to push them that direction. So with people call and ask, we ask them to kind of reach out to their local farm and garden um, and, and and see if they have it in stock I got you so um,
3: so lawn, lawn and garden shops in particular or mm-hmm. where feed stores
26: yeah feed stores and places like that yeah. and
3: if if someone goes to your website can mm-hmm. they
26: also find out local retailers well there's there's actually options to, to buy from our website also okay. but again this is we we do that for those that were are concerned about venturing out in into public um, that 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 uh, are concerned about the virus and, and still may not feel comfortable. So we uh, uh, we put Got it on our website mainly for that. For that purpose, because when when things were going through with COVID, people were like, "We'd love to go get it, but we're not leaving the house," to you yeah. know that type of thing. Yeah. All right. So, how did this get started? Where are you headquartered? Uh, we're headquartered out of out of Laurel here, okay. uh, and um, uh, uh, we've been again. I, I, I'm so horrible of numbers, but I believe 2017 is when okay. we began uh, manufacturing uh, in Laurel. Uh, whose idea was this? Uh, it was. Uh, Jeremy uh, Jeremy Hirsch he okay. was uh, uh, he's the man behind it all um, he had a wonderful idea um, he came to me and we we kind of uh, played with it a little bit and figured out how we could uh, manufacture and uh, uh, produce and have it uh, have it to be able to go out and, and for people to physically be able to use it
3: does Jeremy have like a background and um, understands that sort of stuff we um, <laughs> How did he get? How do you say? Well, I think I'm going to go make something that uh, will deal well, with it, mosquitoes.
26: It, it really it all started back when uh, several years ago with. Um uh, his, his, his daughters were, were very young. Okay. And, um, as he likes to say, his wife was spraying him down, spraying him down <laughs> with, with, uh, with this, uh, mosquito stuff. And he goes, there's just got to be a better way. Sure. Um, so with, uh, a tremendous amount of, 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 um, uh, uh research, uh, we fa- he found some stuff. We played around with it. Um, but it, the way we had it, we wasn't, you, you couldn't sell it like that. I okay. got So we had to figure out a, a better way to be able to package it. Sure. Type thing. So, yeah.
3: And uh, h- how long does one of the Protect containers, how long does that last?
26: Uh, it's, it's, a, it's 30 days with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Last 30 days, okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and is there sort of a coverage area that one can handle?
26: Well, we say four tubes up to one acre. Okay. And four tubes at one acre. Yeah, and yeah. If, you go, if you go beyond that acre, we're going, we're going to suggest that you add more tubes. Um, if tubes. You're, yeah. Okay. If you're if in a heavily wooded area, um, you know, or there's there's a lot of maybe standing water yeah. or stagnant areas. Um, sometimes we'll try to we may try to treat it a little bit differently. There's there's a, there's, there's there is some nuance yeah. um, in using the product, but for the for the um, uh, uh, for your regular home in the in the suburb suburbs type area, yeah, you're gonna put get your four twos, put them on on, on the you know, the corners of your yard. I got you, and uh, uh, just make sure they're 80 feet away.
3: Are typical customers: uh, residential, commercial, combination.
26: There's a lot of all. There really is. Yeah. Uh, um, the uh, we deal we deal mainly w- with the uh, uh, with the residential clients.
3: Okay. Um. Yeah. yeah all right. So, and I got to ask you this: Is the mosquito population increasing? Are we?
26: How, how, how's that going? Well, if they, if they all went away, we wouldn't have a job anymore. I, guess. I understand. No,
3: I, it, it, I mean, is it a bigger nuisance now than it, than it has been? I'm just I, curious.
26: I, I don't. It, it's hard to tell because it's so determined on on uh, many factors. And a lot of things that we we the the just the community of, of entomology yeah. in general um, don't don't know at all. But uh, weather conditions and the amount of rain and and in uh, the different types of mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. Uh, you know, there's 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 a lot of mosquitoes out there that, that uh, don't necessarily bite, um, hmm. and uh, so you may have them flying around, but they're they're they don't they don't uh, cause you any worry. Then you have other nuisance mosquitoes that just that will bite, but maybe not carry the, the the diseases that we're concerned about that are out there. And then you have those that carry those diseases.
3: I got you. And so I'm looking at your website. This is a fascinating map. This is really pretty cool. Uh, that's a map of the United States that that uses colors to show when you should deploy the tubes based on the emergence of mosquitoes. And, of course, our audience being in Mississippi, looks like uh, we sort of have three uh, times of the year, late March up in kind of the northern, say, 20 percent of the country, uh, the state, excuse me, and then the vast majority of the state early March and then down on the Gulf Coast late February obviously mm-hmm. where the climates warmer
26: yeah you know you, this is just something to kind of go by yeah. you know but yeah you when when these temperatures start staying above 55 um, degrees the uh, and again it's, it's all species related sure. but just in general uh, 55 degrees or above um, you're gonna start seeing some some activity I got you. Uh, you know and what you will see early on is you'll have uh, you know in the mornings it may be chilly and it's, it's below 55 Five and then the, and it starts warming up in the afternoon. You see them, and of course they go away in the evening. Yeah, because it just the the, wet, the the temperature allows hardens their bodies, if you will. And they're not able to to move. I got you. So, uh, but yes, when that weather starts keeping warm, uh, and I've had people in the Delta tell me, you know that that they'll everything's fine, and it'll it'll warm up for two days in February for some reason, <laughs> and they'll get swarmed, and then everything goes away when it gets cool again. You know, so. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's temperature and and uh and, and rain-related. Well,
3: it, I, it's, it's uh, fascinating. It's, it's very helpful for, for those that are wondering, you know, when do I put these things out? Because I would say that, like, in central Mississippi where I live in early March, don't see a whole lot of them, but you need to go ahead and get ready for that. That's it's correct. Yeah, you
26: really yeah. want to put them out when the season, when it, at first bite is what we always used to say, back I in the old you. days, first I bite.
3: Chris Bonner with uh, Spartan Mosquito has been our guest. Chris, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. You got it. We'll take a break right here. We'll be right back at eleven thirty-seven. We've got Susan Ladd, the director of Laurel Main Street. Stay with us, Rhino and I will be right back. Driving slow.
25: I'm just been doing my job on the Highway Patrol. I'm a Highway Patrol. Highway Patrol. My hours are long and my pay is low. But I'll do my best to keep you driving slow. I'm just I'm the highway patrol I'm used to doing my job
5: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 30% chance of rain. Sunny skies, high near 96. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 75. A 40% chance of rain for your Thursday. Sunny skies, high near 95. And finally, Friday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff. Sunny skies, high near 95. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service. Your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
9: Ridgeland Medical Clinic is a proud sponsor of the Gallo Radio Show. Conveniently located in Ridgeland off Highway 51 North in the Oak Place Shopping Center. Call them to see Jody Adams today.
5: Did you know the arrow in Amazon's logo represents A to Z? Maybe the My Computer Career logo should represent unemployed to employed. Ryan was out of work when he started classes in March. In September, he started his IT career working for... Amazon, making more money than he ever thought possible. Here's a prime opportunity. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu.
9: Arm yourself
0: with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi.
15: Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it, let's hear it.
0: Now, now, now back to the JT show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi.
3: Welcome back everyone to JT Show Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard on location in Laurel, Mississippi, heart of the Pine Belt. We're at the Sportsplex, home of the 2021 Dixie Youth uh, World Series. Rhino back in the studio, keeping everything going. So I, I wanted to continue this uh, this story that we were sharing earlier in, in the program and we kicked off the show today about uh, this Major League game between the Marlins and the Rockies at Coors Field in Denver. The Rockies mascot, of course, Dinger. That's just a slang term for home run in the baseball vernacular. And there was a fan in the stands that was trying to get the mascot's attention. and was yelling... His name, which is Dinger, but a Marlins batter was at the plate. Who was black, an outfielder, and it was thought, at least, that that he was using the fan was yelling at the batter with racial slurs. Lewis Brinson, the Marlins outfielder, was at the plate, and it was subsequently determined that that was just not true. Uh, The Rockies organization listened to that, the video of it, over and over again. The Marlins play-by-play person even apologized for it, thought that's what he heard. Uh, Probably wanted it to be such. That's what's really disturbing. But in my coaching career, coaching youth baseball, had a player on my son's team, Uh, when my son was playing and I was coaching. And we were playing in the state championship in the AAA level state championship uh, up in Tupelo. And there was 32 teams, and we had made it all the way through the finals. Came down to us and one more team. One of my players, like a son to me, still is. Uh, Young black kid from the northeastern part of Madison County and uh, saw him play and asked him to join the team An incredible talent but he was batting during the game uh, like 4th or 5th inning in a, in a six inning game and, he, and he, he struck out and it was unusual for him he was a very reliable hitter batted first uh, because of his ability to make contact put the ball in play he was so fast if he just put it in play he had a good chance of, of getting a base hit and, and he, he uh, after that, was out three, and I, I sort of passed by him, and I noticed him tearing up, welling up, and I asked him what was going on. And he said the catcher on the other team used the N-word at him while he was in the box. And, and he just was, you know, I guess unable to process that. Now, you got to understand, 12 years old, 12 years old. And that bothered him, and it bothered the heck out of me and i said something to the coach about it and of course he dismissed it and i didn't hear it but i fully trust my player in that respect and and of course this this child didn't really have uh the means to travel around with i took care of him he was like my my son like my son's brother i spent the night in the rooms with him stayed at my house i used to go pick him up take him to practice take him to even in the winter when we would hit inside i'd go all the way to Northeast uh, as part of the county and and carry him to batting practice because I cared about him, wanted him to experience that and and perfect his passion for playing baseball. But that's always stuck with me. But there's always one idiot that unfortunately ruins it for people that aren't like that. I ran in, interestingly enough, three years ago, coaching in a big tournament up in Memphis in Collierville, and who do I, who do I run into? My player. He is a coach at a big school up in Collierville, high school, and he's coaching in the summer to earn extra money, and I'm going to be playing him, and I didn't recognize him at first, and he came running across, and of course, we just embraced when I saw him on the field and all my parents, the kids, saying, who's that coach, who's that coach, and I went to explain it, but... And he told me at that point, you know, he'd never forget what what uh, we had done for him. And, of course, we didn't do anything. We just wanted him to have the opportunity to play something he loved to do. But those stories never get told about, again, the sort of racial harmony that exists in our country. It's this... This what Jason Whitlock said about mining for these racial conflicts, they just thrive on that and make such a huge deal out of that. Never talk about the good stuff. Never never talk about the, the positive aspects of relationships between the races, which I argue is better here than it is in any other state in the country. And I've traveled all over them. I've witnessed it firsthand. But yet, we're always the one maligned. We're always the one castigated for being just inherently racist here in Mississippi. It's just not true. It's not true. Does it exist? Of course. Uh, absolutely. Uh, is it just widespread, systemic? No, it's not. But when an old white guy like me uh, is greeted with such a, uh, a warm embrace by a young black man that's, that went on to make baseball his career. Baseball coaching his career. I, t- man, that's what it's all about. I didn't do anything but give him an opportunity. It wasn't any equity garbage. But I'll never forget the, just the look on his face. And back then, I was uh, still flying my airplane, and, I, and he flew up, my wife, my, my son, and him. And I just I couldn't keep my eyes off of him in the back seat on the flight home from Tupelo. An hour, 15 minutes or so on my airplane. And I just worried so about that. It was uncalled for. And, but, you know, you don't blame the catcher, the child, the 12-year-old that used the slur. He got that from the house. That came from the parents. That's what the problem with all this crap is. It's that sort of breakdown. They don't come out of the womb screwed up like that, folks. He learned that. He acquired it. And it's it's terrible. But again, I don't look at the rest of the team and say, "Well, they're all like that." That's what the left does. They group us. "Oh, they're all like that." We we every white person, every Trump supporter, <laughs> every Republican it seems like is is uh, essentially uh, the same as uh, the cop uh, who uh, killed George Floyd and that's just what's terrible uh, and I just I don't know I, I hate that I hate that stuff I really do and this this grouping this segregation this uh, is, is just killing killing that sort of stuff. Uh, so on the ceasefire text line, uh, somebody texted me and said, Lie! doesn't come from the home. Well, you're right. It comes from the lack of homes. That's where it comes from. It often comes from the home, but it, uh, I believe kids are influenced by adults. I totally agree um, that that's how that happens. You flew your AAA team to a tournament, Tupelo. Man, that must be nice. We drive all over. No. My 1978 Piper Lance flew four of us. Me, my wife, my son, and the other player. (laughs) I needed to to fly, to stay current. That was my work tool. That's how I flew around between our offices. It was much better than getting on an airplane. It was a $110,000 airplane, by the way, that my company owned, (laughs) so. Unbelievable. Um, let's see. I said always fit your narrative. I'm not really sure what this text you saying. You seeing that rhino, do you know what that means? I can't figure it out.
2: They are, for some reason, upset that you say racism starts at home. But okay. where else would well, a four-year-old, five-year-old, I mean, you see these kids that get in trouble for it. Where else would they learn it? Especially
3: for in it's your exactly situation, this from. was
2: long before Facebook.
3: That's good point. Yes, exactly. Excellent point. This was a twelve-year-old. Where where did he get it from? It wasn't the other kids on the team. They didn't act like that. You know, the kids on my team all played great uh, with uh, this particular player, black player. They were all brothers. They didn't care. I witnessed that. He played for me for three years. Hundreds of games. That's just crazy. Um, So, I'm not really sure what. I I can't. He's texting more. I can't really tell what he's saying. I guess at this point, I'm not really. I don't know. He's
2: been out of. Okay, we'll read all your words. You said lie. Don't always come from home. Always. Fit your narrative. You repeated what I said and left out a word. That's what I meant. Are you happy? It doesn't make any more sense.
3: (laughs) Unbelievable. C.J. from Madison, the music some kids consume is horrible, also even at 12. Okay, who's letting them consume that? You can control your kids, dang it. They don't control you. I'm not arguing with you, C.J. I'm just saying that that, again, I believe is a breakdown at the home. We're going to take a break right here when we come back. We've got Susan Ladd, the director of Laurel Main Street. Stay with us, we'll be right back.
19: Hi, this is Mark Shapley of MM Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's MM Shapley's specialty. MM Shapley's is your place for award winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000.
9: The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit trustcarehealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care, feel better, faster.
17: we
18: yeah. yeah. There are five easy reasons to leave it up to us at AgUp and the more powerful John Deere 5E Series tractor. It's more comfortable and more affordable with 0% financing for 72 months, plus more coverage with our 10-year, 1,000-hour warranty. Add in more attachments and you'll be set to tackle those heavier-duty chores. Leave it up to us or visit any of our 16 locations or agup.com for more information. Operators 9 30 Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. School districts are doing what they have
23: to to deal with the climbing COVID case count in classrooms. According to data released by the Department of Health, the first week of school for most in Mississippi saw the confirmation of nearly 1,000 cases among students, with 347 teachers also testing positive. An additional 4,400 students and 382 teachers are currently under quarantine due to exposure.
16: Hospitals are overwhelmed by patients. Two Mississippi VA medical facilities are stepping up. WLOX reports that Gulf Coast Veterans Health Care System will start accepting non-veteran intensive care, acute medical, and surgical patients. The GV Sunny Montgomery VA Medical Center in Jackson will start taking in non-veteran patients as well. For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
0: it's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Super Talk app and SuperTalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Super Talk, Mississippi.
22: <laughs> Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. Now, now,
0: now, back to the JT show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk, Mississippi. <laughs>
3: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard on location in Laurel, Mississippi at the Laurel Sportsplex, home of the 2021 Dixie Youth World Series. Rhino back in the studio on this hump day. (laughs) Indeed it is. Joining us now here on the set, Susan Ladd, director of Laurel Main Street. Good morning, uh, Susan. Thanks for joining us.
8: Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I see you turned the heat up a little bit outside, so thank you for that.
3: It is August in Mississippi.
8: Gosh, it's I'm going on my first full year here, and um, it's making it count, but I love it.
3: First full year. From oh, where?
8: I'm from Nashville, so Ah. I know a little bit of humidity, but I say Laurel does it best. (laughs) They take the gold in that.
3: All right. So you're from Nashville, but you got a Mississippi State handle.
8: I do. So I am what they call married into into Mississippi State, but I was told that if I come out here, I need to be decked out. So I look like I know a little bit about baseball, but please (laughs) do not ask me any technical questions. Well, you can fake it, though. Fake it till you make it is um, also... catchphrase I need <laughs> put everywhere I go so. all right
3: so Laurel Main Street is a pretty cool place for those that haven't been there I, I have I, I uh, full disclosure I've played uh, Laurel Country Club golf course many times it used to come down annually on Labor Day for the big oh. Labor Day four ball tournament. Maybe the best tournament in the entire state of Mississippi.
8: Listen, there's one thing that the Laurel Country Club is amazing. It's awesome. Now their golf course and the, the staff, the, everything is exceptional. We are proud members there, and we just love it. And I've heard outstanding things, funny things from the four ball tournament. <laughs> but um, yes, it is definitely reason to come down, and then always a good reason to go downtown afterwards for Did a it little many celebratory times. yeah drink or two. So
3: it's cool. So. It uh, t- tell us how that's kind of been transformed that downtown that Main Street area through the years because it's not really what you expect if you've never been there.
8: It's not, and a lot of people, myself included, before I took on this role, um, many of y'all know Judy Holofield. She retired in starting in January, um, left. Incredible, fabulous shoes to fill, still trying. Jury's still out if I'm doing anything worth um, while. But Judy um, and the board really paved the way for downtown Laurel, um, revitalizing it, bringing stores downtown that weren't, having the ability to have so many different types of merchants downtown. Um, We are very fortunate in Laurel to have such... A diverse downtown, yeah. um, and it's just a fun thing to do, and it's a fun thing to celebrate downtown and bring it back to what it used to with a new flair. So, we are the board's incredible. It's um, we have people from all different areas um, of work, and we just we love it. But it's just a fun way to celebrate downtown, and we also give the. The money we raise at events goes towards um, facade grants downtown, and so we're able to help some um, some of those get a little facelift. Everything from big to small, um, all the proceeds go right back into downtown.
3: I mean, the, the group, uh, the merchants, uh, et cetera, have really done a jam-up job of, of maintaining the quality of that area. They are committed to it.
8: They are, and I can only echo what the Mayor, um, mayor McGee has said, that during COVID, which is this, such a dark cloud. None of the stores closed due to COVID. So we were really able to shop small. Wow. Yeah. Um, and listen, I blew up Amazon, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not exactly asking for a badge for it, but we know that um, shopping small, we were able to keep everybody. Um, we're just It was such an awesome experience to see in such a dark time that everyone pull through and do great.
3: What does this tournament mean to Main Street and just uh, the Laurel business community in general?
8: It means seeing a lot of different license plates. <laughs> it's kind of a fun game you always played on the road. Now just come to Laurel and park your car, and you can see you can get almost all all fifty, if not um, yeah. a little extra. So, we we love it. We're so thankful that Laurel has the ability with this Sportsplex to have people come in to accommodate and so we're happy to say that restaurants are packed so sorry if there's a little bit of wait time for locals but um it's just been so fun and you hear different accents around town and we thought ours stuck out but we um it's just so neat to see everyone after their long days here of sweating and probably tearful wins or losses to just go downtown and be um have it so close by i think is probably a bonus
3: yeah and so what do you hear from, from out-of-staters, many of whom are here at this tournament, first time mm-hmm. they've ever been to Mississippi, much less Laurel. Well,
8: the first question we get is, where's Ben? Where's Aaron? And I always <laughs> say it's the best game of hide-and-seek. Um, they are reigning champs, and um, they would get the gold in that. But So they just want to see the different things that people have um, done around Laurel, but they're just... I'd say the kindness that they are experiencing is probably the, the loudest um, if possible. It's just, it's so neat to hear people say, oh my goodness, it's really a nice small town. And <laughs> right now, I mean, thank you to the TV show and everything. It's We have a loud platform, but um, everyone that comes here, we hope that you have hospitality in some form, whether it's a door open or just getting to know somebody that you didn't, it's a new best friend you didn't plan on having. So I think just the Southern hospitality, as cheesy as that is, is probably um, what we're hearing the most of.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely true. Uh, and was just had a couple of texts here from uh, uh-huh. someone who won- wanted to know about uh, Larry and Mize, wanted to know about the golf course. Said he's played all of them, but uh, not Laurel Country Club. And it's unique. It's great. I think it's the oldest course in Mississippi, if I'm not mistaken, or the oldest country club, I know, it it has, at a minimum. It has to uh, be. Uh, Donald Ross, course maybe it's it's one of the old uh, famed architects. It, mm-hmm. it really is incredible. I, I do highly recommend it. But just kind of getting off the subject no, a little yeah. bit. No, yeah. But uh, it's that's just one of the many uh, neat things about uh, Laurel. So, how's the economy doing here?
8: I mean, you don't want me dealing with numbers all the time, but <laughs> I from if you look around. The economy is up. Spirits are high. I mean, we still have a lot going on. Everyone's dealing with different things. But um, it's so neat to see so many businesses booming from the one that just opened to one that's been here forever. Um, we have a lot of staples downtown. If anyone has been near Miss Pearl's Diner, you know that if you're not there, maybe a day in advance, good luck. But it's just so there's a constant flow of conversations traffic um customers and it's it's kind of fun to play catch up now you're not i mean you never know what you're gonna get but it's been it's been a fun thing to watch just to walk downtown and i mean for little traffic to happen is is a fun thing so yeah We're happy. Uh,
3: Well, uh, and uh, like we said, you get the tournament here, and that that certainly boosts the economy. This sportsplex is an asset for this community.
8: My goodness. This is... Now, this is where, because I am so new to town, I guess I could still say that. I know that so many years and hours and dedication went into making this possible. It is something that I... I'm from Franklin, Tennessee. We have... We would be blessed to have something like this. Wow! We, um, it's not something to take for granted. Just to have, I mean, to share it with everybody that comes to visit. I mean, I was trying to, as I was driving in, seeing all the signs of the different states. Yeah, it's just so cool to show off one of our, um, one of our biggest bonuses for being here, and the kids love it. I mean, it's such a I mean, I think that's a splash pad over there. Like, this place is huge, and it keeps going, um, and they're doing more construction over here as well. But it it's, was a lot of work, but it is um, definitely something that everyone of every age can benefit from. Yeah,
3: no doubt about it. So i uh, got to ask you, what brought you to Laurel? Did you marry into that as well?
8: I did. I married <laughs> into it. Listen, some of the best things you do. Um, so don't hold it against me if you're old Miss. Um but we, it was okay. 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 it's okay i know it's like very hot and cold you never know um i'm an everybody fan no but problem. don't tell my husband we uh my husband was born and raised here in laurel right outside in SoSo, and he finished residency and came back to work at south central um which we love that uh south central group and family all together it's a great place um really the recruiting brought us back here and uh doug and linda everyone at the hospital does an incredible job of taking care of their um employees so we're yeah. just we're thankful to be here but we yes they have been here i think it's a year we um we went on the show so we did that so i was trying to remember the date of the reveal but yes we've been here a year and i can't imagine being anywhere else yeah which is great
3: so uh you didn't get one of the uh, renovated homes did you we did,
8: we did. <laughs> and let me tell you that may have been the smartest decision as a homeowner because if anyone we it was so great we had the ladies from or the commissioner's wives come yeah. over yesterday with susan vincent and see the house and um i told them i said if nothing else get on the show and a quick <laughs> renovation <laughs>
3: Well, I tell you what, it, uh, it it's an awesome community. Yes. And a bit of a, a bit of a hidden gem. The yes. sportsplex is incredible. That Main Street is definitely special. I can personally attest to that. Yes. Come to Laurel. Come visit. Go to go to Main Street. Spend a little money.
8: Thank you so much. Appreciate you coming. I appreciate on. it. Y'all are awesome. Thank, Thank you. Thank
3: you, Susan. We'll take a break. We'll come right back on the JT Show, direct from Laurel. Stay with us.
12: This is Anitra over at McBee's. I'm the kitchen manager there. Come enjoy Blue Plates for under $10. Monday through Friday from 11 to 2. Monday, we have meatloaf or chicken spaghetti. Tuesday, we have beef tips or chicken breast. Wednesday, we have fried pork chops or pot roast. Thursday, we have spaghetti or chicken fried steak. Friday, we have fried catfish or pulled pork or chicken with mushrooms spring sauce, And every day, hamburger steak or chicken strips.
9: McBee's on Lake Harbor. You can dine in, take out, or have
17: them cater. And the perfect spot for any size party, too. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your Central Mississippi Boating Headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington Pontoon Boats, all powered by Yamaha Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon, the dealership that's service built. Attention, if you deal with
11: anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock-knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill, doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net.
1: Ugh!
21: This is a midday agri-market report. From allowing livestock to be hauled farther to expanding broadband and improving inland waterways, agricultural groups largely showed initial reactions of support after the Senate passed its infrastructure package with 69 votes on Tuesday. The passage of the $1.2 trillion infrastructure package by the Senate, 69 to 30, will send the bill to the house which will take up the senate bill or its own version when congress returns from its august recess the senate then immediately turned their attention to passing a budget reconciliation bill that would include three and a half trillion dollars in spending during the next decade for an array of government programs the infrastructure package also is a key piece of biden's domestic agenda and if it makes it to final passage it will mark one of the biggest single investments in roads bridges waterways and electric infrastructure in history i'm dixon williams this is super talk mississippi agri-news network Country's gold standard of ice cream flavors since 1969. Its hand crank taste takes you back to simpler times. That's why we put the word home right on the carton.
15: The good old day.
7: Good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Come on. Come on. You're hearing The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi. Now, here's more.
15: <laughs>
3: everyone the JT Show Super Talk Mississippi coming at you live from Laurel Mississippi the Laurel Sportsplex this place is dolled up ready for some baseball tonight the 2021 Dixie Youth World Series Uh, given that there are four teams remaining this would be the semifinal and then the championship games not sure where the teams are from that will be participating in that but uh, it's so cool. And uh, good luck to all those uh, who played in the tournament. Uh, uh, congratulations to them for coming here and participating. And special good luck to those four remaining in the tournament. Somebody's going to be crowned a champion, and that is uh, really, really, really cool. So, Um, In the the fields, I'm telling you, are good to go. Coming up after the break, the noon break, we've got uh, the mayor of Laurel, Mississippi, Mr. Johnny McGee. We're going to get an update from him on uh, what's going on here in the great city of Laurel. You uh, may not have noticed, uh, folks, last night that at about 4 a.m. in the morning, the United States Senate did, in fact, uh, pass uh, at, at least pass on a procedural vote the the blueprint, if you will, to to uh, begin debate for a 3.5 trillion dollar budget. This just within 24 hours, uh, having uh, after having passed the 1.2 trillion dollar infrastructure bill. But this thing is uh, really incredible, just taking a look at uh, some of its components and provisions therein. Fifty forty-nine vote. Not a Republican uh, supported this particular bill. It was done totally on, on uh, party lines. The reason it's 49 is one of the Republican senators, I can't remember who exactly, I believe was out uh, dealing with a situation with an ill spouse. Uh, But nonetheless, this thing uh, looks like the the stage is set for it uh, to be at least debated how far it will go, what of the $3.5 trillion that is in uh, the draft will actually make it to final law is still yet to be determined over on the House side. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi has said that she will not really consider the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill without also packaging this giant $3.5 trillion uh, piece of legislation along with it. So it's going to be an interesting setup with respect to that. This thing has got all sorts of taxing and spending in it uh... the framework itself including federal paid leave benefit universal pre-kindergarten two free years of community college expanded medicare benefits which would cover hearing dental and vision and also lower the eligibility age to sixty you've also got plans to hire a hundred thousand people to be in the climate core climate core and they, i don't know where they're gonna get a hundred thousand people Uh, But they are scheduled to uh, suit up and be part of this Climate Corps, and and apparently their task is to uh, just be involved around the entire country in, in trying to combat climate change. Not exactly sure what way, shape, or form. That takes, there's also a series of energy tax incentives, a program to push the, receive, the U.S. to receive 80% of its electricity from clean sources by 2030. You've already heard President Biden said he wants 50% of the vehicles in this country uh, to be electric, electrified by 2030. Uh, also, the child tax credits we've talked about that are presently being distributed. Uh, on a temporary basis, if you will, for the six months of this year. that They are going out on a monthly basis. That's part of the Rescue uh, Act that was passed uh, and signed by President Biden in February. Anyhow, those credits, those monthly payments, 300 bucks per child under six, 250 bucks a month per child over six, but less than 17 years of age, the uh, This bill would, in fact, make that permanent. So permanent payments would go out uh, on that basis. There's also gigantic tax increases. Just kind of doing the napkin math, looks like the tax increases are about seven times, seven times what the Trump tax cuts were in terms of reducing taxes. Includes... Uh, an increase in capital gains, elimination of stepped-up basis. That would be a problem, by the way, for those timber folks that we were just talking about earlier with with Wally, uh, forestry consultants on the program. It's time for a break. Super Talk News, Fox News, coming your way when we return. Johnny McGee, the mayor of Laurel, Mississippi, will join us. We're live from Laurel at the Sportsplex. Stay with us.
15: Getting caught.
7: News. I'm Lillian Wu. In the fight over former President Trump's financial records, Reuters reporting a U.S. judge has ordered his accounting firm to turn over some of the documents sought by a U.S. House committee. A so called human infrastructure plan passed along party lines overnight by Senate Democrats. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer touting it as being able to cut
1: taxes, lower costs for the American people, create good paying jobs, invest in our future while tackling the climate change crisis.
7: But now some key members are pushing for changes to the $3.5 trillion plan. Moderate Democrats, including Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia, raising concerns about the price tag. In a statement, Manchin said it's irresponsible to spend another $3.5 trillion when the economy is in danger of overheating. Fox's Rachel Sutherland, America's listening to Fox News.
26: As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local
9: service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Gulf Seafood Outlet.
5: Five-pound large Gulf Shrimp Special, $29.95. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake
27: Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407
16: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. 19 Senate Republicans, including Mississippi's Roger Wicker, voted with all Democrats to pass the trillion-dollar infrastructure bill. Wicker says it's far from perfect, but there are nearly 6,000 miles of highway and more than 1,000 bridges in poor condition in our state.
19: Mississippi drivers, on average, are paying an extra $820 per year in extra vehicle repairs and operating costs.
16: Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith voted against passage. The bill still needs to pass the House. As redistricting hearings continue following the completion of the 2020 census, Senator Bryce Wiggins says data shows a shift in the state's population.
9: South Mississippi and North Mississippi have increased while the Delta has lost population and other parts of the state have overall stayed the same. I'm
16: Kelly Bennett. COVID safeguards are in place in all courts in the state. In issuing the emergency order, Chief Justice Mike Randolph says keeping the courts open is essential.
19: One of these meth labs blows up in the middle of the night. Law enforcement goes out, arrests the parents, and there's three kids. Well, they got to get a judge to get those kids somewhere.
16: The order sets out a list of more than a dozen kinds of proceedings that have to be conducted in person if remote technology isn't available. In another sign the football season is coming, a preseason coaches poll has been released ahead of the 2021 one campaign.
23: Rounding out the top 25 is Ole Miss as the Rebels enter year two under head coach Lane Kiffin. The Rebels bring back all SEC quarterback Matt Corral to lead the offense. The defense is where the team needs to improve if they hope to build on a five-and-five five 2020 season. The preseason top 25 features six members of the SEC. And Mississippi State is among the teams receiving votes. For
16: Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett.
9: With a historical barrier gone and a new state flag flying, it's the dawn of a new day and new opportunity for Mississippi. The Mississippi Economic Council has identified three areas vital for shaping our future. Bolstering education and workforce development, enhancing our business climate, and keeping and attracting the best and brightest talent to build a stronger, more competitive state. Thanks to a sponsorship from Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi, MEC will be meeting with leaders across the state to develop a plan for securing our
22: future. For more, visit MEC.MS. Before the action begins, make sure your bets are in. Every hit. This ball is crushed. Every point. Who are they giving to? Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino revolutionizes the fan experience on your phone, casino kiosk at the Timeout Lounge. Don't just be a fan; be a player, be a winner. Get the sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. We're not just fans; we're here to play.
18: Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State every day from three until six, right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
0: Welcome to Real Talk for real Mississippians. Let, 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 let's do
15: this. Three, two,
0: one. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at Supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert.
3: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard on location today down in Laurel, Mississippi, at the Sportsplex, home of the 2021 Dixie Youth World Series final day of the tournament here. And uh, I know those teams are they're getting pumped up. Uh, about the the big games and somebody's going to walk away from here the champion. That's really a pretty cool deal. So congratulations to them. Joining us now, the mayor of Laurel, Mississippi Mr. Johnny McGee Mayor, thanks so much for coming on.
20: Thank you for inviting me.
3: You, you got it. So uh, this is really a, really a nice distinction for the city of Laurel
20: to host this tournament. This is a big it, deal. It is. 96 teams over two weeks. They've been here since uh, July 29th and we have enjoyed them every second that they've been here we've tried to show them some hospitality we tried to feed them we try to keep them full (laughs) and and try to keep some water in them also but uh we it's great to have them here we love baseball in Laurel, and we've got the best recreation director anywhere in the world in elvin ulmer and we are so glad that we are able to host this uh, Dixie U World Series. Well,
3: I've, uh, as an old baseball coach, I've met a lot of them through the years. I agree. Mr. Ulmer is outstanding, and all you got to do is look behind us here look at those fields exactly. to know uh, the, the pride he takes in his work. He and his staff, congratulations to them. The fields just look fantastic. Um, this is a big deal uh, in, a, in a town this, of this size, right. kind of small. It is. And, and Mayor, it's got to be a great and rewarding feeling
20: to showcase your town, it is exactly. It's to folks from all over the, the country. Correct, correct, and and the the uh, the lady that helped to start this, the one that. Uh First, mentioned to Elvin that uh, she wanted to host a Dixie Youth World Series with Susan Vincent. Okay. And Susan is still involved. The, the ladies that come to, with their grandchildren and their children, Susan takes them during the day when uh, the games are not being played. She takes them around Law. She takes them to eat. She takes them to shop. And so she's a great ambassador for Law. And the ladies love her when they come to Law for the World Series. And we love that she's doing that for the city.
3: And the Sportsplex. Actually, bears her name, exactly. right? The Susan B. Vincent Sportsplex. Correct. So, well, that congratulations uh, in that, and for someone in your community to have uh, that sort of drive and interest, correct, like that. Uh,
20: you, you got to be proud of that as well. We, we are definitely. You know, Laurel is full of people like that. And, you know, we, we've got a television show that's going on right now <laughs> because there were people like uh, Aaron Napier yep. that started a blog wanting people to know what was going on in Laurel, and it picked up a... a, a national television show, and it's been renewed for another year, so we're so glad about that, and we just invite people to come to Laurel. We want people to come and see what we're all about, enjoy the things that we have to offer, and if you get a chance, come to the sports place.
3: It's on in my house all the time, I can <laughs> tell you that, and we are, we are proud of that as well, but it projects the state of Mississippi
20: Correct. and Laurel in such a positive way. It, it does, and, and like I, I've told several people, it, it, it lets you know that it's, it's good to sit on the front porch and, and rock in the swing or, or in the rocking chair. And and it, it actually happens every day. It, it's That's what happens in law. People sit on the porch and they wave at the neighbors when they pass by. They wave at uh, visitors that they don't even know. And, and it, 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 it thrills the people to know that people still speak to people. They don't have to know your name, but they can wave at you and say, how you doing today? You've got a diverse population,
3: Mayor, in that you've got lots of legacy families that are multi-generational residents, but you've also got lots of newcomers that have found this to be a really good
20: place to live. Exactly. We've had people actually come from California, move to Laurel, never seen the house except on (laughs) on the internet. And they came and they bought a house and and it's more than one family have done this. And one family from California has come and opened a restaurant. You know, they, they, (laughs) they bought into laurel and they enjoy it they love it here just like we do and uh we're so happy to have them here because laurel is laurel and you have to experience it to know what it means you've got
3: a great residential uh community you've got great businesses you've got great amenities uh such as this sportsplex Mm uh it's it's really a pretty
20: good lifestyle it is a great lifestyle in laurel you know the, the the price of uh Living here is not bad. Right. You know, it's, yeah. it's not uh, not the worst in the world. It ain't California. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you know, you can still walk around and, yeah. and, and, and walk up and down the street and not be afraid. Safe city. Exactly. Very safe city. I'll have a great police force. Uh, Tommy Cox is the police chief. He does a great job. He's been there probably 25 years. But he's a great chief. Keeps the city are safe and people can pick up the phone and call them anytime they want to and you've got good schools here too we've got good schools we've got uh a great school system and uh people are interested we've got a great football team we get ready to start uh in a a little while and you know we believe in winning state championships so (laughs) uh, we're we're looking forward again this year and you're not far from uh Great community college, Jones Community College. Exactly. You got
3: USM just thirty right. minutes down the road, right? William Carey, yeah. William, uh, yeah. excuse me, yeah. Exactly. William Carey, and, absolutely. And, and great d- baseball there too, by exactly, the way. Exactly,
20: exactly. And and Jones has uh, expanded so much that they're not called Jones Junior College anymore. They they're just called Jones College. I'll be darned. And uh, so uh, they they're offering uh, high school students the the, the bridge to a uh, college education yeah. while they're still in high school. Yeah. And uh, it's it's great and and Jones College is making a name for itself with the students here in Laurel, Mississippi.
3: Yeah, that's awesome. So, Mayor, have you interacted with any of the out-of-state
20: visitors? We have interacted with a lot of them.
3: Uh, we you were, personally, uh, sir? Me personally. Okay.
20: Yes, sir. We we were uh, in the uh, hospitality suite. Okay. We have a hospitality suite starting at 6 o'clock every evening. We've been serving drinks and serving uh, bread pudding. There, there's <laughs> a, uh, the, the people love the bread pudding that we serve, and they come every year looking for the mayor. Bread yes. pudding. Bread pudding, yes, sir. <laughs> you don't make it, do you, Mayor? <laughs> every touch. of I, I make every bit of it. Do you really? Not at all. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you had me full there for a minute. Uh, well, that's it. So I wonder how many of those folks never heard of or have had bread pudding. Uh, well, a lot of them
20: are from Louisiana, so well, uh, a lot of them, they, yeah, they know about it. And I've they, never they heard that
3: before. That's, yeah. that's a really neat oh, idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But those that have never been here, what kind mm-hmm. of reaction do you get from them? they got to be shocked. Well, they, they are what a cool place They is.
20: are shocked at the, the facilities because they don't they don't believe that they're coming into facilities that uh, look as good as the facilities that we have. Yeah. and and a lot of them think the, the grass is turf, <laughs> uh, artificial turf. But Elvin Ulmer is a great turf person as far as real grass. He loves grass. He loves to water it. He loves to cut it. He loves <laughs> to keep it looking good. And people are surprised at how well-kept our facilities are. So I'll tell you this, Mayor.
3: Today uh, I have interviewed members of the business community. Mm-hmm. I've, I've entered, interviewed Mr. Ulmer, as you, you indicated, right. uh, Susan from from Main Street. Uh, people have a lot of pride. They do, in in Laurel, yes. and I can see why. Yep, and uh, you, it's got to make you you proud. It, as well. it
20: definitely does. That, that's why I love getting up, coming to work in the morning because I know there's something great gonna happen in the city of Laurel.
3: It's it's just so good to to see. Uh, something so positive about our state, as you know, sir. When you get outside of our state, people have never been here. Exactly. They they kind of have a negative view. but They ain't exactly. ever been here. Right. They don't right. know what exactly. a great this exactly. is.
20: They they still think we walk around barefooted, <laughs> you know, and that kind of stuff. But uh, it's uh, just
3: it's just awesome. And uh, this this tournament, I, I know, it's got to be a boost for
20: the economy as well. Definitely. Certainly, you hear some positive stuff from the from the the shop owners. Definitely, so right? they they're filled with people from eleven different. States uh, right here in lower Mississippi. Eleven we l- we love it. We we try to we try to go o- bend over backwards to please them while they're here because we want them to come back.
3: Now I'm looking at the RV hookups right near our, our position right here. I'm told that until today we're down to the, the final four teams. Right. It was full of
20: exactly. RVs. Folks traveling exactly. Their and their RVs and, and RVs are so popular uh, in the area now is that we are looking to expand our RV park. Oh really? Definitely. All right. Well, what about the facility itself? I, I see construction signs and so forth you build more fields we're building eight new fields uh, and and those eight <coughs> eight new fields are named the elvin ulmer Aplex. how
3: about that yes, sir. in honor of mr ulmer in, o-
20: in honor of mr ulmer
3: well i can't imagine what they're gonna look like but these look pretty <laughs> exactly. dang good but exactly. when you put his name on it he uh, you could just sense the the uh the sense of pride right exactly. that that he carries and You know, I know as as a manager, Mm I had done a little of that myself. It's it's just so good to know that you got good people because you're no better than they are, and when you got
20: great people working for you like that, you produce a great product. And and Mister Ulmer's. Words are always, whenever I call him to, to uh, ask him about doing something, he said I get it done. That's just awesome. And, and, and he's he's an awesome person, and, and that's why that those fields over there are named after him now.
3: Congratulations to him. Well deserved. Congratulations to you, Mayor, and the city of Laurel. It's our pleasure to be here, uh, and we appreciate you coming on, sir. Thank you, sir. You got it. All right. The mayor of Laurel, Mississippi, Mr. Johnny McGee, has been our guest. We're going to take a break and come back. Coming up at 1237, Danielle Ashley, the chief administrative officer for the Jones County Board of Supervisors. The J.T. Show will be right back live from Laurel, Mississippi.
5: No-Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. Your certified certainteed shingle installer, family-owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No-Drip Roofing and Construction. 601-371-1051. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy.
7: There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific.
2: Yes. Get your purse, sweetie. Hey, this is Brad Harbour at the Range in Gluckstadt. If you ever found yourself in a life or death situation, do you possess the mental and physical skills needed to survive? We are offering defensive handgun classes taught by someone who actually lived through such a deadly encounter. Dr. Larry Goldstein. If you want to be better able to defend yourself or your loved ones, you can sign up now at RangeByJimmyPrimos.com or call us at
6: 601-746-2202 for more information.
14: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Ah, It's so
0: awesome! You're hearing The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Mm. Come on, let's get on with the show! On Super Talk Mississippi. Mm.
22: There she stood street uh, smiling for my head to her feet i said what is this now baby maybe she's in need i'm a kid i fell ahead what's your name baby maybe we can see
3: things soon. welcome to back everyone the jt show super talk mississippi live from laurel mississippi The Laurel Susan B. Vincent uh, Sportsplex, home of the 2021 Dixie Youth World Series. Rhino back in the studio on this hump day. So yesterday, while we were on the air, embattled governor of New York, Andy Cuomo, resigned. He's gone. Um, I think he's got 14 days to clear out. He doesn't have a residence. He lives in the Mansion there in Albany. And he says apartment hunting now is the word on the street. But interestingly enough, they, they seem to have problems with weirdo governors in New York because the last three, counting Cuomo, uh, have kind of resigned, left, uh, at least uh, left office. And in, in a bit of uh, with a bit of a uh, scandalous cloud over their head. So, Governor George Pataki, he unseated Governor Mario Cuomo in 1995. That would be Andy's brother. Oh, excuse me, father, <laughs> uh, Chris's brother, of course, over there at CNN. And he went on to serve three terms from '95 to 2006. Left office at the end of 2006. His replacement was uh, his successor, I should say, was Governor Elliot Spitzer, who was also the Attorney General. He resigned after just two years following a scandal involving a prostitution ring. He was then replaced by Lieutenant Governor at the time, David Patterson. He didn't resign, but he called off his campaign for uh, the next term, which would be his first full term. That was in 2010. And that was as a result of allegations that his administration improperly intervened after a woman accused one of his aides, his gubernatorial aides, of domestic violence. That, That became a big thing. So weird stuff up there in New York. Looks like the lieutenant governor... Her name escapes me right now. We'll, we'll take Kathy office. Huffle. God, thank you, Rhino. And she is, uh, uh, she may be left of Bernie Sanders. Uh, just listen to her talk. Uh, New York already kind of vies with California as the uh, highest tax state, the state with the highest taxes of the 50. She wants more taxes. Uh, she wants all sorts of equity initiatives to be implemented just all sorts of uh, left wing stuff that looks like her agenda could have been drafted by the progressive wing of the party up there in Washington, which is honestly the three point five trillion dollar budget deal they passed at four o'clock in the morning. That, by the way, that was after a, what's called a voter Rama. When both parties, mainly Republicans, offered just a series of amendments to try to get votes on the record, all for uh, political uh, gain, as you can imagine, uh, or or political capital, political use in future campaigns. Look how this person voted. You know how that, that story works. but. That deal looks like it could have been drafted by Bernie Sanders, honestly, what's in that $3.5 trillion bill. I think he's resting well today, knowing that it looks like his full complement of socialist initiatives uh, has got a lot of traction over there in the Senate. And Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, he's all over this deal, man. He is really, really into it, really liking it. So course this is the one as we talked about yesterday that includes a per mile road tax that will track drivers travel and charge them for um, the, every mile they travel, but it is to be refunded to them as part of the pilot program and one enters the pilot program by volunteering. There will be someone, the object is to have someone uh, from at least every state and dc and puerto rico as well to pilot this program so you know all of this is kind of scary to me that the taxes in this deal talked to before we went to break about the possible stepped up basis eliminating the stepped up basis what that essentially means is that at the time that an asset in your family of of someone who dies passes that on to the beneficiary under current law the the basis of that asset the cost basis of that asset just takes on whatever the market value is so just as an example if, if you own let's say stock and that stock uh, when you bought it was worth $100 you got one share at $100 when you died it was 150 worth 150 Well, under current law, you pass it on, let's say, to to your child, your, your, who inherits it, a child. Uh, they inherit it at 150 meaning when they sell it, let's say they sell it at $200, they pay taxes on the $50, not the $100. Well, they want to change that so that the uh, n- not only would the person who inherits that asset have to uh, record it essentially uh, on, on their personal Uh, income statement or personal financial statement at the original cost of a hundred dollars meaning if they sold it for two hundred they'd have to pay uh, taxes on the full hundred hundred dollar gain not only that they want you to pay it at the time the person who who, uh, uh, wills it bequeaths it dies so you'd have to come up with the cash meaning you'd have to go sell the asset to raise the cash to pay the taxes on the unrealized gain, they're forcing the government would force you to liquidate those assets unless you got enough cash sitting around to pay the taxes on the gain that's been realized. You start talking about uh, like timber, for example. These folks we were talking about with the Wally uh, company. That they're working with uh, generations of people or or generational uh, uh, tracts of land that have been just passed on through the years. Just figuring out what it was worth at at the time uh, it was established becomes complex and difficult by the time they took title to the property. But that's what the government wants you to do, and that's included in this bill. This would be devastating for Passing on family farms, family houses, family assets like that, that folks have put their whole lives of work into to accumulate, and with the uh, objective of passing that on uh, to those after they pass away, and the government saying, Yeah, you can do that, but you got to pay, you got to hit the hip, you got to pay. At the time, at the time, uh, the title changes from. The original owner who passed away to whomever inherits it. And so on the ceasefire tax line, it would destroy family farms. There's just no, no question about that. To see who supported this horrible infrastructure. Bills. That's exactly why Republicans want a recorded vote, not for a political gain to see who supported this horrible infrastructure bill. It, that's from Willie and Carnes. That's true, Willie. But all Democrats supported it, and all Republicans opposed it. What they're trying to do is get, Repo- uh, excuse me, Democrats uh, on the record in voting for a whole bunch of crazy amendments that the Republicans offer that would cause uh, a problem for them in an election. Also on the ceasefire text line. Um, Roger Wicker, his name. So let's let's be clear. The 1.2 trillion dollar bill that Senator Wicker voted for yesterday, that's different. This 3.5 trillion dollar bill just all happened in a very short period of time. That is totally different. That bill uh, does include some taxes in it. It does include the mileage provision. It does have all sorts of massive spending on a host of so-called infrastructure, physical infrastructure projects. This $3.5 trillion bill that passed at 4 a.m. this morning, literally about six hours ago, I guess seven hours uh, or so, um, th- that's different. In that it is really got. It's got the Green New Deal in it. It's got the the um, universal pre-K. It's got free community college. It's got Medicare expansion. It's got raising corporate taxes. It's got raising capital gains. It's got eliminating the stepped up basis. It's got higher inheritance taxes. Uh, re- reducing the the uh, present. Um, uh, uh, exemption for that, which is 11 million dollars per person, that would be reduced to about three and a half million dollars. so a lot of people would would uh, come into that category. It just, it's just bad. It's bad for the economy, massive taxes, uh, really massive uh, government takeover of our economic systems and, and to a great extent our culture. I think this will I think this will engender a culture of dependency when you got free health care, Free child care, free pre-K, child tax credits, uh, free community college. It's just a series of frees, and all that they say is going to be paid for a sliver of the population, those dirty, greedy, rich people, and corporations. But we all know corporations don't pay taxes. They just pass it on. Dan says, as a CPA and accounting graduate from Ole Miss, making individuals pay taxes on an unrealized game would be ridiculous. I totally agree, Dan. Dan, And it wouldn't even make a dent in the tax revenue needed to run this country. Raising all these taxes will help no one totally 100% agree. We'll be right back.
5: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Solander. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 30% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 96. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 75. A 40% chance of rain for your Thursday, sunny skies, high near 95. And finally, Friday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, sunny skies, high near 95. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Nineteen Senate Republicans, including Mississippi's Roger Wicker, voted with all Democrats to pass the trillion-dollar infrastructure bill. Wicker says it's far from perfect, but there are nearly 6,000 miles of highway and more than 1,000 bridges in poor condition in our state.
19: Mississippi drivers, on average, are paying an extra $820 per year in extra vehicle repairs and operating costs.
16: Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith voted against passage. The bill still needs to pass the House. As redistricting hearings continue following the completion of the 2020 census, Senator Bryce Wiggins says data shows a shift in the state's population.
9: South Mississippi and North Mississippi have increased while the Delta has lost population and the other parts of the state have overall stayed the same.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett.
0: You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
13: They always say what they want. They're open about their opinions. They're not afraid to say what they feel.
3: back everyone the jt show super talk mississippi rocking into the afternoon live from laurel mississippi the susan b vincent sportsplex down here in laurel home of the 2021 dixie youth world series rhino Keeping things under control back in the studio. Joining us now on the set, Danielle Ashley, the Chief Administrative Officer of the Joint, uh, the Jones County Board of Supervisors. Uh, good afternoon, Danielle. Thanks for joining us today.
14: Thanks for having me. You Happy bet. to be here. So, uh,
3: you got five supervisors, right?
14: I do. Yeah.
3: And they're uh, all my boss. All oh, your boss. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
8: Yeah. Five <laughs>
3: bosses. It's hard enough to have one. You got five. That's right. All right. So, uh, exactly what does uh, the CA? Oh, for short. Do they call you? They ever refer to you as that? The CAO? Well, They just
14: mostly just call me, hey, you, you know, or <laughs> hey, can you get me something? No, they, yeah, the CAO, or, um, and I also serve as the board attorney. I, I took on okay. that role a couple years ago, but, um, yeah, so my day to day looks different every day depending on what pops up, but, um, several departments that, uh, I oversee, maintenance, garbage, yeah. um, veteran services, parks and recreation, um, and uh, also, then I, as board attorney, I advise several of the local elected officials, you know, with different matters, personnel, employment, um, just uh, obviously purchasing and finance is a huge component of that, uh, and I oversee the financial part of the of the office. And uh, I have a CFO, Charles Miller, who's been there for thirty years. So uh, I, I say I oversee it, but really Charles Charles is in charge, and and he lets me hang out with him. So
3: yeah. So, how, how long you been there? I've the been there five years. Five years. Five years. Know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Daniel, how does the how do you manage the overlap? The supervisors typically they govern the county
15: right
14: uh,
3: outside of the city limits or That's city right. limits of so other cities. Yeah. But there's some overlap, some integration. How does that work?
14: Well, so as far as my role goes, you know, I, I work for them, so they direct me as far as. Uh, you know major decisions i would say now the day-to-day stuff of personnel they they leave up to me but it's always an open line of communication and then you know we have a really good working relationship with both the city of laurel and ellisville and there's five the the way our system works in mississippi there's a beat system and there's a unit system and we're on the beat system and uh there's five beats five supervisors and they, their beat actually encompasses some of the city limits. So, for example, beat two, which is mostly the west part of the county, actually where we are right now, is part of beat two, but it also, his beat comes into the city of Laurel some. Okay. So, but with that being said, uh, any uh, bridge or bridge uh money that's collected from the bridge levy we send that to the city of laurel we send half of it to the city of laurel so they can you know maintain what they have
3: speaking of money so you're you're getting a dab here from the american rescue plan from the Mm -hmm. federal government how much is the county getting
14: so uh in total it's going to be about 13 million dollars which is about a quarter of our annual budget (laughs) a lot uh Wow. The the hard part of that money, and I'm sure everybody's talking about this, is that there's so many restrictions. Yeah. Uh and you know, with the with the water and sewer infrastructure, we're not in the business of doing that. The right. county doesn't C- maintain cities that do. cities yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah so that that's been tough um because obviously you know we could do that but we're just that's not what we do can't use um, it for roads yeah, which is a major part roads, of your expense right Right, yeah. yeah from day one we've been hoping and praying that we could use it for roads and, and we haven't gotten the green light on that uh so anyway we're going to do some things we're going to allocate some of that money a very small portion of that money about four hundred fifty thousand dollars to the regional airport they're going to do some okay. sewer infrastructure improvements uh we have an agreement with Forest County, they're going to um, allocate the same amount as well, and then uh, we're also going to replace the HVAC systems in all of the a lot of the buildings in the in the county. Um, that's a major undertaking, yeah. and uh, one of the things we do know that we can spend it on. Okay. Yeah, and we really would like to use it for fire trucks. Um, we're going to order some fire trucks, or we have ordered some fire trucks, and uh, we were thinking we would have to borrow that money, but we're hopeful that maybe we can use that money for that as well.
3: And that's another situation, fire protection, right. where the, the county is responsible for that outside of the city limits that's jurisdiction, correct. right?
14: That's correct, yeah. So
3: you, you've got to have fire departments, fire stations, fire fire assets, if you will,
14: That's right. Uh,
3: to protect the county.
14: Right, right, and we have some amazing volunteers fire departments you know people probably don't realize that but um the whole fire service outside of the city limits uh, which would be ellisville and laurel is volunteers you know it's based on volunteers and and we provide uh their trucks we provide most of their equipment i would say the bulk of it but then they also do their own uh fundraising and buy other important equipment so we're really appreciative of the the volunteers yeah so
3: what about this this tournament it's a big deal here we just had the mayor on I mean this is a boost uh, to Jones right. county to laurel etc you got people from all over the 11 states I think is that right 11 states what yeah. the mayor said
14: yeah it's, coming into Jones county yeah it's incredible we uh, we appreciate all these people coming in and you know on top of the hometown tourists it's just really um, it's really a great thing for the city and the county and we hope they feel welcome and we're glad to have them glad to be part of it we allocated some money to the city of laurel for the for this event and you know we're just excited i mean after 2020 getting it pushed back another year we're glad to see it come to fruition
3: yeah well uh i know the mayor is uh, awfully proud as well mm-hmm. he should be and they've got an expansion going on here at the yeah. sportsplex building build more fields uh so what about the uh, the the economy overall in jones
13: county
14: yeah so we're really fortunate here because we do have a diversified uh, economy with different types of industries. You know, we have Sanderson Farms, of course, Howard Industries. Uh, you know, we have some of the biggest employers, the hospital, the yeah. school system, the county is, um, a pretty big employer, but, uh, we have a lot of different industries here to where people are able to come here and, find a good job and of course we could always do improvements and i know ross tucker at the eda is working on that as we speak trying to get more industries here and, and more jobs here and uh but yeah we're we're fortunate to have the tax base that we do from our industries
3: so Absolutely. you said that, uh, 13 million was a quarter. So you got a 52 million dollar year budget? Well,
14: it, it's about, it's about a quarter. So, okay. um, we have about, this year it'll be about 44 million dollars okay. is our budget. We got mm-hmm.
3: you. Yeah. Uh, how many folks do you employ? Does the county employ? Correct. So it,
14: it fluctuates, but about 450, oh, 400, wow. 450, mm-hmm. fluctuates throughout so
3: the year. So big, big news, uh, Sanderson Farms, of course, yeah. uh, selling to, uh, Cargill. Yeah. And uh so you heard anything on how that might affect their operations here in Jones County?
14: Well, um I I'll admit we're nervous about it, sure. you know. We're we're nervous about the outcome mostly because we have so many People here that that work for Sanderson, sure. and uh, they live here, they work here, obviously, and uh, we're worried about the outcome of that. But Sanderson Farms has been such a good partner to the county. I mean, you know, they just built a brand new hatchery down on um, in the Howard Tech Park, yeah. and uh, they've been such a great partner of ours. And so, you know, we're uh, we're sad in a way, <laughs> we're nervous, but uh, you know, things happen, and we'll sure. move forward and, 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 and a make great, the most of it. We should
3: point out a great corporate. Citizen, absolutely. Uh, not, not only for Jones County, but Mississippi as well. Yeah,
14: absolutely. Uh, sponsor, yeah. of
3: course, of the golf tournament. Yeah. Uh, up, up in yeah. Jackson. And uh, very involved in economic development right. in the state uh, Joe Frank the Sanderson family and so forth so yeah it's uh
14: yeah and I mean their his expertise you know and the way he ran that company has been a model even for the county you yes. know to and to have somebody like that in in your backyard I mean it's an invaluable asset to the yeah. community yeah um, and, and speaking of the the tech park, I just wanted to mention that um, our representative Donnie Scoggin was able to author a bill for us to get nine hundred thousand dollars to repave the Howard Tech Park. Really? So that's going to be that's going to be great for us. It, it's going to be helpful. It's great for us because it's not coming out of our budget.
3: Yeah, no, Do- <laughs> but, um, no Donnie. Well, great representative. Yeah,
14: for hearing, so. yeah, we yeah. we appreciate that a, a whole bunch, and um, so we're excited about that. And we're just working on bridges, and you know that's been a story. Yeah for yeah. us since 2018, and yeah. um, but we're, we're working to improve them as much as we can within the means that we have. You know, it's funny, we just had an emergency bridge uh, bid, hmm. and we sent out plans to five contractors and only got one. So you know, it, it's good. This money, you know, we've been talking about, that's just flowing, right? Um, it's good for a lot of people, including the contractors. But in a way, it, it's it's they're going to be so busy that it's wow. going to be hard to. Um,
3: only got one bid.
14: Only got one bid. Yeah. That's so.
3: that's very unusual. Yeah. Uh, in a situation like that, but that, that means there's. Everybody's letting work out. That's right. So uh, yeah. there's lots of competition yeah. uh, in that respect. Uh, the, the, of course, the challenge is when you have that situation, typically the prices have a tendency. That's a right. The, yep. the costs have a tendency. Mm-hmm. Yes, That's usually right. usually what you see. Mm-hmm. Danielle, it's been a pleasure having you on the program Thank today.
14: Thank you for having me. You
3: bet. Yeah. We'll talk soon. Okay. Danielle Ashley, Chief Administrative Officer for the Jones County Board of Supervisors. We shall return. Final segment of the JT Show after these messages.
5: The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at Fourth and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
7: Feel better, faster. Tune in this
6: Saturday
9: morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where garden mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer. The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland.
21: As a farmer, I I grow U.S. farm-raised catfish. Doing that, I know it's a safe product, and I enjoy eating it any way my wife likes to cook (laughs) it. Hi, I'm Luke Smelly, and I'm Alabama 2020 Catfish Farmer of the Year from Greensboro, Alabama. If you haven't tried U.S. farm raised catfish, you should because it's delicious. Simple as that.
7: Solutions. To all well, the
18: folks in the capital city metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk, Mississippi 97.3. The JT Show, 601 879
0: 4395. That's 601 879 4395. Now, here's more with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk, Mississippi.
15: Wow. Yeah.
3: The J.T. Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Great day down here in Laurel, Mississippi at the Laurel Sports Plex, home of the 2021 Dixie Youth World Series. Four teams remaining in the tournament, and they will play this evening. Somebody's going to be crowned the World Series champion. A really cool. Um, and lots of texts rolling in. Appreciate all the conversation from folks today. We've had several... Uh, very enlightening guests, I think. Uh, the mayor was great. Danielle was great. Uh, the folks from Wally Properties and uh, the Forestry Consultant Group. Elvin Ulmer, the director of the sports complex. Chris Bonner from Spartan Mosquito. Uh, Susan Ladd from Main Street Laurel. Lots of great things going on here in Laurel and things to be proud of here in the Pine Belt. And it's just been an honor uh, to be here today. We, we talked earlier about this $3.5 trillion. <laughs> it's just nuts when we start talking about $3.5 trillion, like it's petty cash. A measure that passed, it's, it's a budget plan, essentially a template for the budget that passed at 4 a.m. after a, a vote arama rama passed on party lines. Not a single Republican supported that measure. But uh, 50 Democrats, 49 Republicans, one Republican was absent. Wouldn't have mattered. So this just advances the bill, but uh, it, it's not—it is not passing of the measure itself. It was just a vote to begin the debate, and it sets up sort of the framework for that. Just want to make sure folks understand that's different than the measure that Senator Wicker, Mississippi Senator Wicker, voted for yesterday—the 1.2 trillion dollar infrastructure bill which passed with 19 Republicans joining Democrats in, uh, in that vote. This is different. This is totally different. Now, over on the House side, Speaker Pelosi says, no, nope, we're taking these up together. And what's crazy is as far left as this $3.5 trillion bill is, the progressives on the House say, don't go far enough. Got to have higher taxes. We got to make those people pay more taxes. And we got to have more giveaways, more government programs. We need more government dependency. And that's what we're creating, people. That is really scary to me is we are producing this culture of dependency cradle to grave dependency european socialist dependency they produce so little in europe they all, they're all happy oh yeah right but they don't produce anything and if it weren't for the the open system of capitalism here in this country where rugged individualism rules the day not government although that is being chipped away at on a daily basis, Europe wouldn't have squat. Just look at what powers their economies, their lives, especially those Scandinavian countries that Sanders always likes to hold up as the model for America. I say horse hockey to that. Uh, We held them up as a model. Innovation would essentially stop, come to a standstill in this country. They're so afraid that people might Make a profit and get rich. By the way, speaking of people getting rich, Rhino, I know you're a soccer soccer fan. What about Lionel Messi? He got him a new contract. Oh yeah, and he seven, got paid <laughs> seventy five million, right? Oh yeah. He and uh, now see the one that's moving from is it Spain to Paris, right? Yeah, he uh, has
2: played his entire adult life, and I'm pretty sure his youth career was even with Barcelona out of uh, La Liga in Spain, but they could not figure out how to get him under their version of the salary cap, and uh, the negotiations faltered even after he was willing to take a 50% pay cut, which was the biggest pay cut he could take by law, I think. I'm not an expert on Spanish law. (laughs) <laughs> but there was, there was some law passed in the last few years in Spain that to protect lower-wage earners, you couldn't take a pay cut of 50% or more, and that same law applied to him. So he had to bow out, and he, he had some tears at his farewell conference, press conference. But, uh, yeah, then they showed him off at the uh, Eiffel Tower in Paris, and now he's going to play for the uh, Qatar-backed Paris Saint-Germain.
3: Viva la France, says Lionel. So where is the outrage, Rhino? He's making $75 million. What about the guy that lines the field off? What's he making? Think about that ratio. Isn't that what we always hear? Those dirty, greedy CEOs and their underpaid staff. They're earning all that money on the backs of those hardworking people. What about soccer players? $75 million. There ain't a CEO that makes $75 million cash in this country. You never hear that? Well, that's okay. He's kicking a soccer ball. Unbelievable. And I don't begrudge him that. I think it's great. I think it's fine. Just leave the market alone, government. You're ruining it. I'll be back in the studio tomorrow with the Rhino when we'll bring the JT show again to you at 10 o'clock. Thanks so much for joining us today. Stay safe and God bless everyone.